Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Uh. Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh. R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's R and R in the morning. A Wednesday edition. Good morning. It's our last day in studio. We're heading out to the Valero Texas Open tomorrow and Friday. I hope it clears up just a bit. Oh, man, I know. Where'd the rain come from? I'm it's, glad to have it. San Antonio. It's just not. Hopefully it helped those fires. Oh, no kidding. Hadn't considered that. We're glad to have it. I just didn't expect it. Right. Got my shoes dirty this morning. I would have worn another pair. <laughs> <laughs> it's trash day. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. We'll take out the trash. James Fledger will help us. We'll go all the way to 10 o'clock. Got tickets to give away today. Got some Daughtry. Talk some Cowboys, Spurs. NFL made some changes. We'll hear from Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, Michael Biscotti, the owner of the Ravens. He himself is not happy. Oh, Stephen Biscotti, excuse me. Who's Mike Biscotti? Sounds like someone. Yeah, doesn't it? Sounds like somebody. So how are you this morning? Lovely. I beat you to work. You did. I got an extra hour of sleep today. I'm feeling good. For the first time since July of 2021, I beat Rob to work. Oh, that's right. You, well, I didn't know it was a competition. but It's uh, not. It's not. It, but, cause I, that, it, it's not a competition unless both sides win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you arrive on time. It's not no, like you're late. I'm never. I was late today. You I were was late, late and got here first. How are you late? If it's seven and you're here. Oh, but um, my only responsibility isn't coming on air. So I'm going to, I'm going to feel like I'm behind for the rest All of day. the day. And it's going to be more of a mindset than fact. Cause you know, how much do I really got to do? But, um, I did wake up with that heart wrenching. What happened? Panic. What happened? I don't know. I turned my, well, yesterday I turned my alarm off because I had, I had hit snooze. Mm hmm. And I'd gotten up before the snooze. And my alarm is my, on my phone. Yeah, me so too. So yesterday, I had uh, hit snooze and I uh, got up to get in the shower. And as I was getting in the shower, I thought, well, uh, my snooze is going to go off while I'm in the shower. Might as well just turn my alarm off. And I do that quite often, but I remember I know what you mean. next night, turn my alarm back on. So you don't wake up because I turn my second one off if I'm up so I don't wake yeah. up the wife. Gotcha. My, my second alarm is my wife. And that's what was my safety net this morning. But my alarm that normally goes off at 3.45, I awoke at 5 a.m. And in my in my sleep was, wow, my alarm, my phone sounds different. But do you feel more refreshed? No, not at all. It because was a, you were in a panic. Yeah, I woke up in a full sprint. <laughs> I mean, just, Dude, it was only and I'm not, 
It was only five. I, I don't know how most people are, but the the bigger the problem, the calmer I get. The that's less, a good problem. The that's li- a good no, thing. no, because we don't always. Most people don't deal with huge problems all the time. Our life is as is a series of little hiccups and issues. Right. So if if we're having to do something serious, I'm down. I can focus in. I okay. can zero. But if it's the little stuff, I lose my mind. I am. I am. I'm awful when it's just the little tiny things. The the life dodgeball. You know yeah, the yeah, things yeah. that just comes at you. So this morning I'm stomping around the house. I know for a fact, and she's my wife stayed in bed. She's like, I'm not getting up with this idiot running around like an like, <laughs> stomping around. Uh, you know, I'm trying to get my shirt buttoned up and it's buttoned up wrong. And my God, trying to get it unbuttoned without. Yeah, it was one of those mornings. It's all right, man. I made it. You made. You got a haircut. I did, and I was so excited to get up and style my new my new do. It looks good. Yeah. It can look better, Rudy. I'm surprised you don't have on a hat. I thought it would have been. I thought there was going to be a hat. Everybody says that when you get haircuts, you wear hats. There would have been, but you woke up in a with an anxiety. So you would have thought. Yeah, you're exactly right. Right. But I had a new haircut, and I wanted to brag on the girl that gave it to me. It was a wonderful place. I I had the best haircut I think I've ever had. Is it the one place? Yeah, the boardroom. Yeah, the Jason and Joe. Yeah, we did their grand opening up there at 1604 and I had a little a freebie thing. Because, you oh. know, I mean, that's a little bit more than I spent for my... I spent Hell a lot yeah. of money for a bad haircut, and I spent a little money for a bad haircut, and I'd rather spend a little. So I always go into a new stylist with trepidation, and I say, you know, just take it easy. I want this haircut minus about a quarter of an inch all the way around. If we can do but that... pros over there. Yeah, and I thought, you know, every time I go to a new stylist, you never know. You know, you never, you never know... And they all have, some are rough, some grab your head, and they're pulling you around, and they're cutting. You know what I mean? Right, you ever, right, right, right. Um, Others are real gentle. You know, they just kind of get in, and you just hear a little snip there. And some only use the, the razor, never use scissors, and they can, they're like masters of the, of the, the guards. The, they're just, with the, boom, they can do it all, never pick up a pair of scissors. And I've had decent haircuts that way. I've had decent haircuts where they never even grab that. All they use is scissors. Yesterday, she was more of a scissors, very precise. They, all that matters, did the wife like it? Yeah, I mean that's all that matters. I'm not even sure she noticed. Now you sound. When you got like, abs like mine. You don't go much. You sound now. like a woman now. Like, oh, he didn't even notice no, my noticed. hair. But then she she commented, "It's actually of the the haircuts that I get. It's in the top two or three percent." No, they're pros. You didn't go to super cuts this time. No, I didn't that's go why. to super great, wonderful, fantastic cuts. No. Yeah. But that was so easy with the app. You just I hit the app and said, "Be here in 20 minutes." I walk in. And I'm you know. Yeah, this new age haircut place stuff, you got to, it's all appointment well, so based. So I'm halfway through and, you know, it's been well established that I don't spend much on haircuts, but, but I'm halfway through the haircut. And she goes, you know, have you ever had a paraffin dip? A what? <laughs> like, Is that what she said? I think that's what she said. Okay. And what'd you say? I said, not in public. <laughs> that is a Rob comeback. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? You don't about? even know what she meant, but you just said. She's not. like, well, we dip your hand in hot wax. Really? Yes. It make them softer? I did you do it? No. Why what what what? So you told her no. See see that's what I appreciate about people like you. She would have got me. Like I would have felt like obligated. One, I'm in there getting a free cut. So I'd have been like, oh, well, I'm getting a free cut. I guys do the hand dip. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, see because I she was a very no. pre- pre- precise stylist. 
Oh, okay. It had already been. A, I'm used to a pretty quick in and out haircut. Yeah. You know, they they got. It's all about rotation of the top, right? You know, on the in in the super great, wonderful, fantastic cuts. This place is a little bit more relaxed. You know, they, they give you bourbon. You got a bourbon? No, I didn't, but they offered. I should have, in hindsight. What? Um, Strike two. Keep I going. know. I didn't do this. You didn't part. get a bourbon. You didn't get a hand dip. Go ahead, Rob. Continue. <laughs> Just make sure you say that second word. Uh, oh, dip. <laughs> hand you. dip. Uh, Jeez. The, well, you never. No. You get a bourbon. You never know what kind of it could be. Nice. <laughs> um, um, so, so yeah, you're going to really enjoy this hand dip. <laughs> what? 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 Why would I, why would I want to do that? And it was kind of like, yeah, it's softening and it's comfortable. Yeah. 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 I've had experience with hot wax and I don't want hot wax. I have to use either. a safe word and I, I didn't want to have to go there. You know what? I'm the, you know what I mean? Well played. Yeah. So I no, no, that, and then she offered me something else and I, and I, at this point I'm thinking, they're trying to run your tab. Well, oh, that's what I'm thinking. I go, so I walk in up. with this, we're glad you're here, grand opening free haircut special that I didn't really read the fine print. So, you know, I'm down to pay for my haircut. It's not, it's okay, but I'm going to take advantage of the free one. And then they're like, well, you're going to enjoy the hand dip. And then there's the, I don't know, something else. And then I thought, I started thinking, am I going to have to pay for all this? So I was thinking, this is starting to add up. So no. No, I'm not going to do the other thing either. And in hindsight, I should have. Yeah. Now, it, it, it's all good. I'm though. just not used to being treated that well. This is more of a men's salon. Yeah, it, they have a pool. They have a pool table in the middle of the 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 I salon. I love it. I'm just curious because now you're not paying. What if for I the- just strolled in there and said, "I don't want a haircut yet," and about two hours, I'm going to play a couple rounds of pool. They'll kick you out. But it's right in the middle of the salon. I mean, I'd have to excuse me. I mean, it just used to, because back in the day, 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 at at certain gentlemen's clubs, you had to have two drinks. Or the two drink minimum. Yeah, the two drink minimum. So there's like, you got to have a haircut if you want to touch the pool table, sir. <laughs> See, but the thing about that, though, like the bourbon, the there's pool no table, squeegee. hand dip, now you're not paying for the haircut. Now they can say, well, your haircut was $60, right. but you're paying for the experience. And you know, that hand dip. That's fifty dollars a finger. For, yeah, you're paying for the experience. That ain't. That's not cheap wax. No, it's not. But you know what? I would. I, again, and I know it feels like I'm always on this guy. I don't know what Jason Minix has the softest hands. That, uh, that begs a few more questions, but carry on. He has some soft. Like he has like woman soft hands. Because <laughs> every time I dap him up, I'm like, bro, what do you use? Like, I know your wife loves See, you. The, now, well, you can stop right here, and we could go. Jason has the softest hands. It's I, like, bro, I want my hands to be that soft. I can make fun of him in a variety of different ways here. Well, he's never touched a lawnmower. Never touched any outside tools. And, and I could go as deep as, well, you know, he's in the Navy. But he was in um, the Navy. Well, see, I can see. Uh, that's a military thing between other branches of service. I could go that direction. Then I could dive into the whole UT thing. I could do that. Ooh. But I'm just going to not touch any of it. I'm just going to let you go on with his ladylike soft hands. He has some ladylike soft hands, man. I told him the other day. Right? Am I lying? You know what I'm talking about, right? He's got the softest hands of any man I've know. ever met in my entire what? life. Or woman. I think my wife's hands are rougher. And she got soft hands. You know, it's I'm weird. sure in some cultures that's... Not a good thing? Well, no, I think it's thought of as a wonderful thing. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, your lady would be pleased. You know, when you give her a massage, she's had a rough week. Or maybe he's just got like really soft little jelly fingers. <laughs> <laughs> he has been a paper pusher all his life. 
But still. I don't know how I would take that. If I told if you, you that, said, you know is what, that man? an insult? You have got the softest hands of any man or woman I've ever met. <laughs> I don't know how I would respond to that. Oh, well, so, oh, thank you. Now I'm going to have everybody go up to Jason and remote. Oh, you know to it. Shake like, his <laughs> oh, I don't want to shake it. I don't want to get one of those... Ew, those squishy handshakes. I think he doesn't Jason, have that though. I don't. I think he's been getting hand dips and not letting us what, know. That's what this leads to. Is he getting if hand I'd dips? Have, uh, if I, make sure we enunciate that second dips. word, hand dips. Uh, <laughs> if I was getting hand dips, maybe I would have soft hands like that. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta ask him. I don't know what he's using, but it's fantastic. Uh, before we go any further, I have to let my inner what? Aggie out. Whoop! Did you see them Aggies last night? Buzz is proving them right. I've been no look. I tried to tell y'all before the NIT started that they got robbed they and they were going to win it all. But and guess what? Now they're in the finals, going to face Xavier. Yeah, playing Xavier. Is it Xavier? 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 Whatever. It depends on how well you. I don't think you ever pronounced the X, so it's Xavier. Uh, yeah, they're in the finals. I'm not shocked. No, I'm not. And it should have been in the real tournament. I, I laugh at the, yeah, And every team that wins the NIT says the same damn thing. Just hand them the speech from last year's winner. <laughs> if you'd have seen, we told you we should have been there. Now, you were sitting next to a fight naggy at the game we were, the two games we went to last week, and he would not let it go. Um, The sad thing about that fight in Aggie, that's Steve Foster, and he's yes. not an Aggie. What? He graduated. From, he was Jason Garrett's roommate at Princeton. He, he couldn't get a, into AM, so he, he went had to on Princeton. He Aggie shirt and everything. Well, that's the problem with Princeton types. Well, if I went to Princeton, I would have it tattooed on my neck, on well, the back of my neck. I'd wear a Princeton shirt every day. Like, you know, most Princeton dudes don't go with a neck tat, but I, I'm with you. I want, if I went to Princeton and graduated, you are going to know. As soon as I sit down to the boy, hey, how you doing, Rudy? I went to Princeton. No, uh, <laughs> like, Steve made a point. He goes, hey, man, I'm wearing this shirt when I was thinking of you. Uh, oh, I have a good okay. friend. You guys got robbed, yada, yada, yada. But he wouldn't let it go. No, he wouldn't. You know, I, how my retort is, when don't go 0 for 8 and in February. Just don't go 0 for February, and you get you get in. Yeah, you're playing well. I, I And you know what? You did exactly. This was perfect. At the end of the day, this run will be remembered by your kids far more than a one or two out. NCAA tournament. Okay. Go in there and win this damn thing. And show the world. Prove it. You got much more TV. The program is in far better shape now that you won all the way there. Now you're True. gonna you're gonna own the basketball spotlight on Thursday night, Buzz. The college basketball world zeroed in on Texas AM and Xavier. Well done. Get your headlines. We got, a, we got a lot to talk about today. Too much. Uh, when we get back on the at the seven thirty, uh, right after the break, <laughs> the final four is being played out in New Orleans. But there's a casualty here in San Antonio. If you got a concert oh, ticket to go I'm see Eric Church, mad about this. We're going to talk final four and the anger that is being levied at the Tar Heel that is Eric Church. Uh, it's Roger Goodell finally weighs in on Deshaun Watson and dude, what are we paying you for? How much money you get paid a year? A lot. Well, this year one million, so I could protect. No, me. I'm talking about Goodell. Oh, Goodell. Goodell yeah. getting fifty million a year, and let me how, how many DAs and private investigators and states and counties throughout Texas has come to their conclusion? And while I understand the NFL is a billion and billion dollar entity, but the legal system is probably a little bit more important than you guys are, and they managed to squeeze this thing off in a year. I don't know what you're doing up in the NFL. But first, all the news that 
Pledge can mispronounce. We call it the 411 in the 210. <laughs> it's the 411 in the 210. Well, we were by, a friend of mine yesterday was laughing at a Russian pronunciation. Headline Oh, just the other day. And evidently, there is a, a, a consonant in a Russian word that doesn't sound in the way that we pronounced it here. I don't know what it was. He made fun of us? Oh, yeah. That we were bordering on cussing. That the way we were pronouncing this guy's name was not... Uh, was, oh, I don't know what it was. Was it the guy that's selling Chelsea? It might have been. Probably. Or was but it we, Kim? We, we, we took it so far that he said that that, uh, that was borderline comedy. Like, you were, you were trying to do that, right? <laughs> no. Of course we were. We didn't mean to cuss in Ukrainian. I didn't mean Texas State, Aggies, and Roosevelt. Of course we got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So we get a pass. There we go. Moving along. Headline two. Five-time Masters champion Tiger Woods trying to come back from the serious leg and foot injuries he suffered in a car wreck about 14 months ago. Played 18 holes at Augusta National yesterday with his son Charlie and PGA Tour pro Justin Thomas, his close friend. He played every one of them, a source told ESPN. Looked good to me. Woods is listed uh, as one of the 91 expected participants for next week's Masters, but he has not officially said whether he's playing or not. Yeah, I hadn't heard that he was, and y'all were pretty sure that he was the other day. And then for him to play yesterday, he's going to play. He's playing. I mean, the reports now, ticket sales going through the roof. But my thing, this is what I go back to. Now, if you're a Tiger lover, you're ecstatic. For me, doing what we do on radio, I'm looking at it as like, this is the problem that PGA has. Exactly. Like, this is the story now. What happened to storylines over integrity, no, 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 Rob? No, what I'm saying is the no. problem is they mm -hmm. they don't know what they're going to do once this guy's gone. Find a new show. Yeah, there's no, there's, and again, props to Tiger that the fact, I mean, he did just win most popular player while sitting out, while in a cast. I've not played in a year. You know what I mean? While in a cast, he wins most popular player. The PGA is in a world of trouble. Again, NFL, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, NBA, Giannis. Like, I could go on and on about the the youth. Everybody has, baseball even has to be a show. Uh, is it Otani? Everybody has someone that they're moving on to. The PGA is like, can you please, can you make it, Tiger? Can you bring your son? We'll, we'll, we'll close down the course and let you come play a practice round. Can you make it out here? That's sad where the PGA is. See, Tiger's doing what LeBron's doing. He's hanging on until his son Charlie takes the torch and runs with it. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> if Charlie, if Charlie is, if it's not about the game. If Charlie has his dad's in between mm -hmm. the ears, ain't no stopping him. There's no stopping him. Mm -hmm. it's, but Tiger, it's not about the game. Did, did Tiger get a cart? They don't allow would, cart I, dispensations. Well, I would think, I would think he wanted to test the, his leg out. Now, I would, I would guess he walked. I wouldn't so just to make sure he could do it because you got to walk for four days. So I would think he walked. I know in Scotland there's no carts. I don't even think they've ever built one. <laughs> really? There are no like uh, I got a. We both know a guy that plays a lot of golf. Uh -huh. He's been over there a few times. No golf carts. You if you go to Scotland, you're walking. I'm down with that. Time. Huh? I'm down with that. Yeah. I guess I'm paying them. I might as well. Right. You enjoy get a caddy. the course. You get a caddy though. You do have that. I, I appreciate the idea about Tiger. I like it that he's there, but you're right. They need to turn the page. Man, they can't. They've been trying to. <laughs> stuck. Moving on. Storylines over integrity, Absolutely, baby. absolutely. Headline one. Both teams will be assured of a possession in playoff overtime with a rule change approved yesterday by NFL owners. It was not 
unanimous. There were three that voted against the rule, but the rule will remain unchanged in the regular season. This is just a postseason change. There's a couple things, Rob. Let's just call it the Josh Allen rule. (laughs) Number two, can you guess the three teams that voted against it? Are those Uh, listed? Uh, they don't listen. I'm I don't Steelers, know. I would say. Yeah, after I, hearing I, don't Tomlin, I, I don't know who it would be. I just figured, like, Chiefs. what are the three teams that said, hell no? Well, the we Chiefs won't. had it happen to them. I mean, no, they got the ball first against the but, but, Bengals. But there was a time prior to that, didn't Pat Mahomes watch No, it off? was uh, the Patriots. The Patriots. Brady game? The yeah. Brady game where he went down on them in overtime. So, they never touched it. I, I think they split the baby. They went Solomon on this. I think that they're there. I think they're. I'm, I'm consistently amazed when we're, as fans, we want more football. I mean, for most of us, it's about more football. We want to see Josh Allen, more football. But players are trying to find every possible way to get off the field as fast as possible. Now, we have to understand why. I mean, they have Well, to- it's only for playoffs, so right. that's a good thing. So, I understand in the regular season, it's fine. I don't. The tie is weird to me, but hell. Uh, uh, but postseason? Yeah, I, I see no reason why to have anything... That would get in the way of settling it on the field as close to the game as possible. Agreed. But I can see the other side. I can see Tom. I, I, I be, I'm not. This is not one of those things that outraged me. If it would have stayed the same, I'd have been yeah. fine. This way, I'm fine. But more football's better football, especially in playoffs. So yes, we're all in. I'm gonna be get off my long guy. Stop a guy with 13 seconds left if you want to advance. Stop a guy. From going down and scoring on you and driving the ball right down your throat when you lose the coin toss the same way the Bengals did. Just stop him. You had two chances and one of them was with 13 seconds and you couldn't do it. That's on you. you But the line that of the 12 overtime games, 10 of them were won by the coin flip where they the other team never even saw the ball. Wow. 10 out of 12 times. That's a hell of a stat. And that alone tells you, I agree with you, Pledge. And we still get a tie every fatalistic year. Flaw, fatally <laughs> flawed in there. You'd think it would be closer to maybe 60-40 where there was, the defense was capable of it. But for whatever reason, the momentum is such. You win the flip, you're winning this thing. 10 of 12. It's, it's so you're almost to the point, win the flip, call the game. All right, you on the coin flip, it's over. 10 of 12. And yet we still get a tie every year. And yet nobody ever knows that you can end the game in a tie. I know. Donovan McNabb didn't. Neither did Ted Lasso. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Always back to my buddy Ted. Zero. Oh, asked about Lamar Jackson's contract situation yesterday at the owners' meetings. Ravens owner Steve Biscotti said... Quote, we'll pay him when he's ready. <laughs> we'll pay him what? We'll when pay he's him ready? when he's ready. <laughs> what? Biscotti also called Lamar's uh, approach to a deal, quote, unique as hell, end quote. Well, doesn't he? He's his own agent, right? He yes. is his own well, agent. Him and his mom. <laughs> Jackson's going to make $23 million this year on his fifth-year option, but Biscotti also talked about what the division rival Browns did when they acquired Deshaun Watson and how that kind of threw everything out of whack. It's like, damn, I wish they hadn't guaranteed the whole contract. I don't know that he should have been the first guy to get a fully guaranteed contract. Whoa. Um, to me, that's something that that is 
groundbreaking and it'll make negotiations harder with others. Well, first of all, Kirk Cousins was first. Yes. Steve. Second of all, you've had some non- you've had some character issues on your team, Steve. Okay? Third, it's not the Browns' job to keep the market nice and neat for you. It's not an Airbnb. Negotiating with you with a, with a QB is not Airbnb. Like I'm not supposed to fluff the pillows and wash the towels for you. Okay, I'm doing what I feel like is best for my team. And now, if that feels like you feel like that throws you out of whack because of Lamar Jackson, look. The bottom line is y'all still don't believe in Lamar because nobody makes it into the fifth year unless look, Dak is one of them. Because it's like, hey, I, we don't know. And then he breaks his leg, and you go one and fifteen without him. Then you're like, yeah, we got to pay Dak. What do you mean you're paying when he's ready? He's ready. You're paying when he's ready. But what I doubt a deal gets done this year. Y'all just still aren't sure, but you don't have a better option. Stop paying your players so much money. You're paying your guys too much money. Now you're going and guaranteeing them. Getting you're spoiling them. I can't believe he, he said he didn't him. That guy he said, I'm not sure he should have been the first. Translation, like with all the stuff going around him, he gets a fully guaranteed. Wow. But hey, this is a this is a real rivalry. That's a real rivalry, so it's I guess it's all, you know, there's no love lost. I'll be very interested to see Lamar's this doesn't look like this is headed in a good direction for Lamar Jackson. It depends on how it plays out, Rob. Because huh. like I said, it could play out like it played out with Dak. Well, where well hell, but Dax went even farther because didn't Dak have to do a franchise year? Mm-hmm. Two of them. So, I think we're headed toward a franchise. I think so too. I which think, ain't bad. I got a question for each of y'all. Is there another offensive coordinator in the league you trust to utilize Lamar Jackson the way the Ravens have? Yeah. Someone else could figure yeah, it out. Shoot. But they, but they do a great job with Lamar. <laughs> they do, but it's the same one that did. Uh, Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator with Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco. So it's kind of the one-off offensive coordinator that is put in these unique situations in terms of offense for these quarterbacks. There are 32 offensive coordinators that would love to coach Lamar Jackson. Are you kidding me? Just, it was a question. I mean, that guy has more skill and more unique abilities than any other guy in the league. Keep in mind, for five weeks last year, he wasn't running. He was picking apart zone defenses. Right. Now, they had the, you know, the, as always, Baltimore collapse. But for four or five weeks there, Lamar was the MVP. Yes. I mean, he's already won one. And Bashati is. He knows the situation he's in. Yeah. You could blame Cleveland all you want. I didn't see Miami lobbing hand grenades at Las Vegas. Damn it! You're paying Devontae Adams. What? They just went and did it. Breach. Moving on. That's the 411 and a 210. <laughs> His name is Eric Church or is it Mud? <coughs> the Tar Heel is choosing the Final Four over the AT&T Center. We're going to talk about Eric so Church mad. and the anger. And, of course, we'll look into that game that will be happening on Saturday. The NCAA college basketball season continues. The Aggies won. 
playing in the NIT title, but we'll get to the real news. College basketball headed your direction. 745, Roger Goodell, I don't know what he's been on, but other than a long and extended vacation, because some of the duties he had, he did not do. The Deshaun Watson investigation continues. We'll be right back. This is r r in the morning, and you, Lucky Devils, are on San Antonio's Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. A double shot of energy in the AM. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. r r in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Early morning, morning, the Friday at five, man, I will. It's r r in the morning. This, I'm told, is Eric Church. He will not be at the AT&T this Saturday. He will be in New Orleans at the uh, Caesars Superdome witnessing <clears throat> excuse me, the end of an era, the first and only time that Mike Krzyzewski will coach against North Carolina in the tournament, and it happens to be the first thing, the Final Four. Eric Church announces that he's not going to go to the concert. He's going to go to New Orleans, and the kickback, the fallout, has been pretty extreme. A lot of no. people mad at him today. No, he's not not going to the concert. He's not elect. He's electing not to work. It's not like I can not go to the concert. Eric is deciding to take people's money and not come to work. Yeah, he has. He's giving the money back. Are we sure? He just well, I'm I'm pretty sure. I my assumption will be that he'll give the money. But back. the thing is, man, so people. Like, like, let's put pet pledge aside for this. Let's, let's put the people that we got kids. You've gotten a sitter. Maybe you've come from you. You've gotten a hotel. You plan to come from out of town. Am I, I getting read, my yeah. money back? For I my read hotel? someone had given flown in from California. And people that. flying in from Cali. And you mean to tell me? Because again, for certain concerts, you plan months out. Months. You went to the U two guy. That's playing months in advance. Like, if you're going to see a concert, sometimes this stuff is playing months in advance. And because Duke and Carolina are playing, first of all, it's not even the finals. It ain't even the finals. It's the semifinals. And you're telling 18,000 San Antonians. Like, if this was Austin, I don't, I don't care. Dallas, I don't care. You don't come in my backyard. You don't come in Rudy J's backyard. <laughs> Until eighteen thousand of my neighbors, I'm not. I'm gonna skip the concert because North Carolina is playing Duke in the semifinal. That is so unprofessional and so unbecoming of an entertainer. Like, dude, you tell you tell everybody on stage, you tell all your staff, you tell everybody, don't give me any updates, and you go and you watch the replay at the AT and T Center in your little green room. After you've performed. Here's a quote that'll make you mad. $800 airfare for two for Miami to Austin. $950 car rental. $500 a night hotel on the river in San Antonio. $2,000 for two front row tickets. For the second time, all for naught. Mm-hmm. I hope North Carolina wins for your sake. I'm beyond disappointed. Damn, bro. A quote on uh, Twitter. That was uh, that was a, a fan? A, yep. paying mem- a paying fan? <clears throat> yep. And see, it, it would happen to us. You know, I, I understand the anger. I'm not that mad at church. I'm really not. I, I no, because dude. you you love this. 
You love college basketball. But on the other side of this, if you're like, say, a, a Morrissey fan, which most people go, who? But the guy was the lead singer of the Smiths back in the day. I've had tickets to see two of his shows in my life, and I didn't even get an excuse. It was like, ah, I just don't, I'm not performing today. Uh, so I, I understand the, the whims. As long as they get their money back, or maybe he'll reschedule. I kind of get it. I, I, I can, if he, especially knowing that this Just guy isn't allowed, is he going to the game? Yes, is that what it is? He's going to the game, and literally, it, normally you can go. There will be another game. No, there won't. There will not be another opportunity for a North Carolina fan to beat Duke ever again with with Coach K as the coach. I'm gonna need y'all San Antonio cards for a week. So. I'm gonna I, need y'all's cards. I, I'm not that mad your, at it. Hand me your San Antonio cards that you're gonna let. But you know why you're not that mad? Because you didn't buy tickets. Right? No, I, you're right. But you know, as a San Antonian, he'll be back. I'll just go to the next one. If I'm Californian, well, you should have gone and saw him there. He'll be back. Church will be back here. I'll go to that one. No, yeah, Steve. So how's that different from a Spurs fan paying top dollar to see the Spurs play Miami? It, that, that's exactly. It's not different, Steve. It's not different. It's oh, the same thing. But it's we do exactly it all the, the same time. thing. But it, this is—it's much more likely to have a show canceled the day of but than it is for anything else. Now, I'm not saying what a church did is right, but I kind of understand if I was a North Carolina guy through and through, and I see this opportunity, which I have already gone on record. I thought, and, and I'm stand with others. This is going to be the biggest college basketball game of all time, if not the biggest, the most watched. Well, I hope Duke beats them by well, 50. I, you know what? I, I, I hope Duke do beats too. them by 50. And Screw not, you, Eric Church. I'm not happy with Church, but I get it. How can you get it? Because How can this you is get like there, a once? Like, a, to take off of work for other entertainment? Like, yeah. lie to me and tell me you have COVID. Well, that was, now he handled lie this to poorly. Me. Lie to me. I would have no. come up with another excuse. Tell me there's a family emergency. A band member. Well, then if we see you at the crowd, you'd be like, exactly. hey, no, that's Eric why you Church. come up with band member. Band member, not member of the uh, has tested positive or something. Where we now can't. is this a big artist? I, I think is he so. big? Fairly big I've country heard the music name. artist. Yeah, I, I don't want to be going on and on. And this guy's well, he's going to go to the AT and T and people fly in from. If he's going to AT and T, two thousand dollars, thousand dollars front row. So yeah, this is the guy people love. I'm just wondering, is it because it's Wednesday and you're doing movie reviews with Jimenez that you're channeling your inner hypocrite? I don't care if this is Dallas or Austin. Okay, so I'm, I have a problem with this. I have a huge problem with this. I have a huge problem with this, man. Like, you don't get to take this is not a guy that works at a call center that's calling in to go somewhere. People have paid money and been planning for this for a long time. For a basketball game? <laughs> you work in sports. This isn't just a basketball to game. Me, and you like, know that. No, to me it is. Eric Church was the CMA Entertainer of the Year. What? Is it? Come on. In, part, in large part due to the, the live performance that he is well known for. Come on, Rob. He's the Performer of the Year. It's never happened before in the history of college basketball. I, I, I would be, I'm not kidding. I would be upset, but Rob. I would kind of get it. I would. But you're biased to this. You're biased to the pageantry that is this game. I am. I, I, I could. I would. If you're mad at him, never buy another ticket. Never, I, never first listen of all, to I don't his even music. Know who he is. I, and I would go. You know what? I'm down with you. I'm but fighting on the for other my side of that, As a basketball fan, I kind of look at Church and Wake and go, respect, bro. Because <laughs> you have enough hand to tell eighteen thousand money paying types. 
Nah, not tonight. That's your money it. and your enjoyment isn't that but you know important what? to me. He, you see, let me tell you another reason why I'm upset. I respect the honesty. He would never do this to Nashville. Uh, I think he might. No, he would not. Yeah. He would not do this to Nashville. Yeah. I think he would. He would. This, this is has, huge, this has, No, this has something to do. This, this is why I'm more upset is because it's like he looks at it and he's like, oh, San Antonio. Yes. Yeah, I'll leave them hanging at the altar. Like, it's a disrespect to my city because you don't think enough of my city to be like, damn, I'm going to miss. There are certain country cities where I don't think Mr. What's his name again? Eric Church. <laughs> Mr. Eric Church. Mr. Eric Church. He's doing this because he don't respect my city. He would never do this to Nashville. You can't. That's the country capital of America. I it's live music. It. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. No way. I, I need somebody to. I need somebody. I need somebody to tweet Eric Church right now. And say, would you do this to Nashville? <laughs> to the Grand Ole Opry? Would you leave him hanging four days before the show? San Antonio. He's just like, oh man, it's San Antonio. This is no, no, no biggie. Like, cause you got to think about it. Like, if he's never able to book San Antonio again, does it hurt him? It if he's, help, a, if he's right. a country music artist of the year, it doesn't hurt him if he loses us. Well, if he wants to continue to come to San Antonio, he's going to have to get into some classic rock. He could open up for like Frank Marino and Mahogany Rush. <laughs> what well, you know? What if Saxon. I'm ever don't ever put him on the jukebox while I'm there? I'm walking out. You know, you could hear five even Eric Church songs in a I row, and you wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm going to play it as your walk-up music from now on. You, we None of us would know other than what this kind is, of country music This is, is not this? about me. Sometimes you got to fight for the greater good. <laughs> and I'm fighting for my neighbor right now. If my neighbor spent $300 to see this cat, and he's going to see North Carolina get their faces stomped in because the basketball guys clearly are on Coach K's side. So you're, gonna, you're pulling for Duke now. Yeah, oh, I... See, this is what I I was I was pulling for a storyline. At first, I was pulling for North Carolina to win because I wanted to see if Coach K would come back next year and coach <laughs> one more game, just to say I didn't. Because does Coach K really won you his have last game? Zero faith in your in their fellow man today. <laughs> I'm like, I want Coach K to have to lose to North Carolina and be like, you know what? I can't have my last loss of my career to North Carolina. I want to come back, coach against Weber State, win, and go away. That's the storyline I was rooting for. But now that Eric Church has pulled an Ozzy Osbourne and peed all over the Alamo, <laughs> I hope North Carolina gets their faces drummed in. How dare you do that to my fellow brethren? Let me and they're in his Fiesta week? Dude. You going to do that to us on Fiesta weekend kickoff? Ooh. Come on, Isn't Church. That... And your last name is Church. Ooh. We don't forget. You brought up something that I do think <laughs> needs to be pointed out. We're still talking about Ozzy. I know, my bad. I don't know why. I keep it. That was that was so long <laughs> How ago. How many years ago? Well, was I can that, tell Rob? you, it was so long ago. On that night, I dropped off my oh. driver's ed teacher to go see this show. So it was before I could drive. I'm 55, and people still talking about Ozzy. We need to let that go. It. We haven't brought up the 10,000 homeless dudes, the 9,000 drunken Air Force dudes that have staggered around downtown to take a leak. But all we can talk about is Ozzy all those years ago, and that fool didn't know where he was. He you know what, Rob? Let's lay, let's lay it to rest. So, Eric Church, you are screwed, <laughs> bro. You, it's over for you. 
I, don't even get in the Bear County line because we are never forgetting this. Is there anybody listening that was going to this concert? Wow. A spite win. I yeah, appreciate uh, that. Yeah, that man. is a spite win. Go Duke. And I ne- I've never uttered those words ever in my life. I've never uttered the two words, go Duke, <laughs> until March 30th, 2022. Here's the thing. That person that spent $2,000 on front row seats and $300 on a hotel and what was it, a couple hundred on yeah. tickets to fly in yeah. out of Miami? Cali. Cali. Well, it was Miami, actually. Oh, Miami. Miami. 950 to fly in. Wherever it was. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with something that you've actually said. If you're spending that kind of money, you've got that kind of money anyway. <laughs> no, you've not, said that on this show. No, no, I've said that was I said that about the guy that spent 500k on a football. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> different. You can scratch, you can scratch and, and scrape and save up two grand to get to your favorite artist concert. That's totally different. Like I've spent my last on concerts and be like, hey man, that's my guy. I gotta go. I've seen Jay Z four times. I probably couldn't afford any of them. I'd be mad. And we will never forget Eric Church. No. no. Let it be written. Eric who? Let it be known. I want to follow him on Twitter right now. I, I might so make it was him, written. I may make him block me by the end of the day. I'm going to be that guy. Saturday, April 2nd, will forever be known <laughs> as Eric, Eric Church. Church Day. We will not forget. Oh, no. We may forgive, but we will never forget. <laughs> Moving on, Roger Goodell <laughs> has evidently taken the last year off. We'll talk about the imminent, or maybe not, one last thing, Rob, for Deshaun Watson. At Barefoot Wizard, not to mention all the gig-based workers who lost the day of True. work. True, all right. Let's, let's talk about the concession people's That's pledge right. that, we're, that we're counting on that money. There's a Spurs game tonight. Yeah. Let's go to break. <laughs> let's go to break, man, because he's going to make me mad. Let's go to break with some Eric Church music because we're not playing it here anymore. This is the last Eric Church song. Say goodbye, Eric. Get out of my city. We're Don't ever come back. We're passing offer and plate. We're going to Luby's. Roger Goodell and NFL Talk coming up next. You're on r in the morning, and this is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime today at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Our, our people are working on it. Obviously, you know, these are serious charges, and we're, we're looking at this seriously. Um, we uh, now have, obviously, at least resolution from the criminal side of it. Um, obviously, there's still civil charges that are going on. So our investigators hopefully will have access to more information, um, and that will be helpful, obviously, in getting to the conclusion of what are the facts and, and was there a violation of the personal conduct policy. What? But that determination will be made by a joint uh, a disciplinary officer that was established by um, the NFLPA and the NFL. Roger Goodell yes. speaking yesterday at the uh, Palm Beach Country Club uh but as the breakers, I believe, uh, for the NFL meetings, speaking to the Deshaun Watson situation. And I don't understand what exactly the NFL office has been doing over the last year. The interesting tidbit I took from there, Rob, for him to say if there was a violation of the conduct policy, meaning, and I know I looked at Pledge like he had two noses, 
when he said there's a chance he doesn't get suspended. The fact that he's throwing in there that if he violated the conduct policy, I guess if they look and they see that if they, and they when their investigation concludes and the uh, young lady who's in charge of the investigation says, you know what? From what I read, I think they're lying. I don't think he violated anything. I didn't think that was even a possibility. I thought that there was no way he gets out of this without a suspension. But when I hear Roger Goodell say that, that means they're mulling over it because they've looked at it and they've done some investigating. And the fact that at at this point, a year later, he's still throwing in there that if he's violated conduct policy, that means they're mulling that over that maybe they're possibly thinking that they may not suspend him, which I didn't think that was a chance at all. And I still don't know. I was still err on the side that he does. But the fact that he even threw that tidbit in there, that they're even thinking about not suspending him, shocks me. Or is that just a, is that just a speech? No, I, there's a couple things in play here. They've obviously done some. some. They had to have, right? Um, well, let's, let's hear from Goodell as well. There's- We've been very clear with every club uh, that whether the, the criminal matter it gets resolved or not, the personal conduct policy is something that's very important to us. Uh, and so the personal conduct policy does not need a criminal violation right. to be a violation of the personal conduct policy. So they recognize that that's something that we're going to pursue. Uh, we're going to make sure that we get to the bottom of the facts and make sure that how it applies to the personal conduct policy. That's, um, that's where we are at this point. And when we get to that, a decision will be made on whether there should be any discipline uh, and if so, what is it? Well, here, here's my concern here, because right. obviously I know that this was put in place because of the Ray Rice situation with with the Ravens some years back. The protect the shield idea, do not tarnish the shield, and they stretched the uh, the personal conduct stuff to go beyond just criminal in criminal complaints that we you saw can that with Zeke. stuff. Yeah, that that ain't necessarily illegal, but you can still tarnish the shield, as it were. Because I don't. For refresh my memory, because I might misspeak and then I may offend someone, but this was much worse than what Zeke got suspended six games for, right? Feels that way. Feels that way. That's why I'm like, there's no way he doesn't get suspended. But because this think, was a black, regardless of what happened, this was a black eye for the league. It, yeah, it doesn't look good. But the fact remains, I think both the most people looked at this Zeke situation, and the NFL thought they had something. They thought that they had him, and as the investigation fizzled out, they really didn't have much. They had a disgruntled girl, and you know they had some some strange setup phone calls, and yeah. they had some obvious just you know teenage inappropriate behavior that had to be addressed. But six games or four games or how many of the suspensions and the moves and the federal courthouses, the NFL doesn't want to go there. They know that they need to do something. I think right. I think they feel like we got to do something. All these. All of these allegations mean at least a little smoke, right? But at what point do you at the NFL go, he slipped through our fingers. There's nothing we can do. He, There's no corroborating evidence. We don't have any testimony in any court at all. We only have the de- depositions that didn't do enough to, to even bring him to trial. Right. So I think the NFL is kind of stuck, but part of this is, Roger, you're going to have to be more definite. There's a lot of stuff riding on this. Cle- uh, what do you well, mean? First of all, Cleveland, y'all, you, y'all picked him and, and traded for him knowing that this was up in the air. So I don't feel bad for Cleveland. 
as far as having to wait. Well, I but I'm with I'm with you, Rob. Don't you think I, they talked to Goodell? Yeah, I'm with you though, Rob. I, like it's been a year, and everybody under the sun has gotten the info they needed. Cleveland gave them 232 off the info that they got. Y'all can't come to a decision well, on a suspension. One of the telling things about the contract is the way that first year is structured. So I do think that they did at something. least <laughs> Deshaun's crew felt like something was coming. Goodell probably told him, we don't know, but, it but air on the side. Right. <laughs> right. For those of you unaware, the way the yes. deal was restructured, Deshaun, that first year of the new deal with Cleveland's only going to get a million dollars. So if he is suspended, his loss in pay will be as little as possible. So when people say agents don't matter. They do. They do. That was a hell of a... Re- that was a hell of a structure by them because yeah. again, you if he's getting forty this year, that's a lot of money to lose. So three hundred grand, three hundred k. He's going to pay more than that in settlements, right? To one of them, <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, well done. I think that you're. I think we hit it. I think they expect it. I think Cleveland expects it. I think Roger Goodell's dancing around, hoping nothing comes out and makes it look worse before they give him something small. Yeah. Okay. You know, they okay. come out with okay. four okay. games, okay. Okay. and, and then worse. out of nowhere comes another accusation that looks like the NFL is trying to cover it up. I think they're going to wait to the bitter end to make it look like they've done their complete due diligence, but I can't imagine what else is out there. And it's going to people are going to take this as a funny joke, but I'm being serious. Do y'all feel like Deshaun can stop doing something that he's clearly addicted to? I would like to think that... Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm being serious, because clearly... It's it's a thing for him, and that's mm-hmm. when they, when you have a thing. It's I don't care if it's soda, right? Fast food, cigarettes, cigars, massages. Because if he if there's 22 investigations, he's probably gotten 150. Can he stop? Or can you find one or two that are fine with it? No, he needs that are consenting. That's the that's his thing. And you got to be different ones. That's th- what that's the thrill. Yeah, go do your kink behind the doors, and nobody will care. I don't know, but you're right without any, if he doesn't suffer any true ramifications for his actions, other than having to sit a year out, who's to say he won't do it again? Because quite frankly, he hadn't suffered. He hadn't paid a penalty at all other than the shame. And even that he seems to just brush off. Mm -hmm. Roger got to get to work. Okay. Next hour on the dock at eight o'clock. It's going to be a good one. We planned all week for this. Hey, we finally hear from Stephen and Jerry, and they're not on the same page. Are we seeing the beginning of the end of the Jones boys and the beginning of the Stephen Jones era? Because every time we hear Daddy speak, Son has to come out and say, "Well, kind of, but no." We it's a very interesting situation. So we're going to look at the yeah. Cowboys, uh, the uh, Spurs. We have buried the lead. Are in the play on the play in, not the playoffs. Right they're in the play in as we sit at this very moment. The Lakers go out and give up 83 points in the first 82 points in the first half. They kept going the most that the Lakers have given up since they moved to LA. I had to go back and look. It was 1960 that the Lakers that's the most points that the Lakers have given up since, since they were the Minnesota Lakers oh or the Minneapolis Lakers. Wow. On news that uh, LeBron was sitting out with that bad ankle. So we got some NBA talk. Don't go nowhere. We got so much to do. This is R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. Rob Thompson, Rudy J, R and R in the morning. Good morning. 
Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. R and R in the morning. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson here on San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Rudy J, the award winning broadcaster. <laughs> I'm not going to get used to that. Good morning. I'm not Eric Church. I'm humble. <laughs> Eric's about to get humbled. I tweeted him. Did, I, I, I don't know. You're skipping out on my birthday. What would be an appropriate fix to this? Should he come and give us a free show? So you should come and off, invite all of San Antonio. Will, will that help us forget him? Uh, but is there, or is there nothing he could do? I I I, I demand a, a full refund and never come back. Wow, full cancellation. Full cancellation. Just give us our money back, and we don't want you back. Respectfully, it's game day, Bala. The Nets have a good. No, I'm sorry. Uh, it's game day. The Spurs play host to the Memphis Grizzlies. We hope John Morant plays. <laughs> well, he's not. And another oh, thing, it. they're without Jaron Jackson too, still winning. That means your that means your coach is coaching. And that means your drafters are drafting. Well, we sit today playing at least one extra game this year. We fell into the playoff play in. Sorry, we're not in the playoffs. We're in the play in. You play in to get off. Right. Something like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll. Raising vote! Uh, because the Lakers got drummed. Man. They got drummed. They got killed. 82 in the first half. Like, they've checked out. No heart. Like, that. The, you could tell this is one situation where you everyone showers. There's no one talking to no one. Mm-hmm. No one's going to dinner. Everybody's bolting in their own direction. It's awful. Did down you there. see post game? L.A. Times beat writer oh. asked Russell Westbrook, what are y'all going to do different? And Russell's like, what do you think do you we should do? Nothing. He was like, what do you think we should do? We, what, we, you got the answers to winning? What do you think we should change? I don't like that, Russ. No, be honest, man. Russ is my guy, but that's not that's not the approach, man. Tell us the truth. That's not the approach, Russ. Like, not once have you just said, hey, you know what? I'm not playing well. And the thing about it is, man, it, it, wherever Russ has had success, he's had snipers. And LeBron chose Westbrook over snipers. You could have had Buddy Yield. You could have kept Caruso. Two guys that are going to come in mm-hmm. and snipe for you. If Russell Westbrook doesn't have shooters, he's not going to thrive. He's not. He's not. A, he's not Dame Lillard. He's not Steph Curry. He's not a shooter. Russell thrives on getting in the paint, drawing doubles, and kicking the guys that can shoot. The Lakers have no shooters. They no have heart. they have no shooters. They have and they, and they've checked out. So of course Russ is failing. But you never once have you taken accountability. No one. I've never heard anyone take any accountability on that team. It's been awful. You could tell post game Pelicans that the Pelicans went in there down by twenty three. Yes. Came back and beat them and took their soul. It was over at that moment when <laughs> that they walked it. off the court. It was done. That goose was cooked. LeBron was hobbling, telling us how painful his injury was, but he's going to power through. He didn't play. He looked around and saw, I ain't playing with these fools. I can't even get my points with these guys. Yeah, he's already said, I don't know if I'm going to be ready Thursday. They're not going to be able to help me at all. I mean, it's one on five. If I'm going to go break this scoring record, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do it. Let's talk some football because I find this very interesting. You know, okay. You get so accustomed to being a Dallas Cowboy fan that you forget 
just the sheer avalanche of news that has been the Cowboys front and center mm-hmm. in the offseason. And it's awful news. There's not been one good bit of news coming out of the, the Cowboys administration building since the final whistle blew. I mean, allegations and firings and court settlements and icky perversions. And now we're getting some divorces going on and some very strange situations. And then you couple that with Jerry sounding like he's on his own reservation and the rest of the organization is elsewhere. That, you know, the organization had negotiated this Randy Gregory deal and it sounds like Jerry went to El Paso and threw that deal right out the window. Hey, you know what, Rob? I really... I really feel like Steven has gone to everybody and told them, let my dad say what he wants right. to say. Don't get up in arms about it. Let him talk. He's built this. He built this team from $89 million to $15 billion if it's sold today. Let him have his say. I'll be the voice of reason. So Jerry comes out and says, oh, Gallup, maybe one game. And then Steven's like, guys, it's going to be it's gonna be week two to three. All right? I, 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 but, but your dad, I know what he said. I heard him. I was it's there. just Jerry. I don't even think it's not on the same page anymore. I just feel like they just let him be. You know what I mean? Just let him have his say. Let him have his do. Let him be Jerry. I will be the voice of reason. Y'all know, wink, wink, who to listen to. So let's. I want to. We're going to play two different cuts here. Okay, Stephen. Yesterday, let's do it. And I, the first one we laugh at because this is such a stock general manager question. Regarding the draft, let's play nine. I think we need to pick good football players to uh, help us win and make plays. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we did a good job with that with Micah last year. <laughs> I can't think that's going to happen, you know, year in and year out. But you can, you know, you have some really good football players. But we feel good about our football team. But obviously, we're going to be looking for some really good football players. We got nine picks, we got uh, four fives, and. Uh, you know, we got to make you know those early picks. Uh, you know, we're going to have some, some great opportunities. Pick good this guys early. Draft is very deep. Pick good guys. Lots of numbers in this draft, and it's a good time to you know have nine picks. What? Well, Stephen can't come out and say one thing, and then Jerry's like, "Well, hell, I, I like me this wide receiver." Yeah, I mean, true. so Stephen's got to come out and say, "We're going to pick good guys." Last I saw, we got nine. That's eight plus one, they're, they're, <laughs> the, or you can go seven plus two to make that nine. Or I've even I've even heard here tell you can go six plus three. So we're going to go nine picks, and they're going to be good guys. Mm. Okay, so we have that. But the fact of the matter is, we know where Jerry and Will McClay are looking first of all, and this is, I think, the truth. And that would be ten. I mean, as we go, we'll we'll see, um, you know, where we are. I mean, you, you bring up a great one. I mean, we lost uh, uh, two really good receivers, uh, yeah. in Amari and, and Sad. So, obviously, uh, you know, we signed James Washington, which is good. Uh, we really thought a lot of him coming out of Oklahoma State. And uh, you know, he played there in Pittsburgh and made some big plays for them. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, we're looking to, you know, find some people who can make plays. and. You know, that receiver uh, situation certainly jumps out. I mean, we've got Dalton, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, Blake uh, has had a tough deal medically in terms of uh, his journey uh, in the league. So Out the door. Know, wanna, in this league, you'd like to have, you know, this day and time with the matchups. You'd love to have more than just one tight end. And, and we mentioned the offensive line is important. I thought, I thought we have done a really good job on the defensive side of the ball of not having a lot of uh, major issues there.
I found that telling. Tell why, why is that? Uh, we're good on defensive line. We might look late. Oh. And I think, by most account, I think most of us can look at the Cowboys and go, you probably need to be looking at wide receiver or a receiver at an offensive lineman. You know what, though, Rob? I, I I got to thinking about it last night, and I got to thinking about the way Dak plays. I feel like the James Washington sign could be good in, the, in this sense. Like, Dak, at this point in his career, keep in mind, like, it takes QB, some QBs, seven to ten years to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. Dak is on that boat. And that's not a bad thing. It took Tom Brady a long time to figure this all out to where it all slowed down. And when you just look at past history of Dak's performances, the reason why Cedric Wilson got paid, the reason why Michael Gallup got paid, the reason why Schultz got paid is because Dak really has no time for the receivers that are schemed against. Like, he does well with his third, second, third, fourth options. So I feel like James Washington, because CD is going to be taking up so much um, of teams attention that James could probably James is probably going to get off playing with Dak Prescott because Dak again if he if he sees any any signs of a double he's going elsewhere not a gunslinger yeah he's going elsewhere so while James isn't a big name I think y'all are gonna really like him in the start because Dak really he does well at going through his progressions and he'd rather deal with a guy playing one-on-one a la Schultz a la Gallup a la uh, Cedric Wilson so James might get on. I can see James having 80 catches and like six, seven, eight touchdowns. You brought up something I, I really want to dive into. I know we owe you headlines. We'll oh, yeah, there. we'll get there. Um, that when Dak had to take over, you know, they rushed him. He was given this high-powered machine, and they only allowed him to get into second gear. You know, like, don't screw this up. Right. First option ain't open to start with. Run or take a knee. Right. Don't make Don't make a mistake, and we'll win 13 football games. And they did. They did that. Just don't don't do anything dumb. Right. And he's been the product of that ever since. Now I, I ask you this: Would the Cowboys be better off if Dak was a bit of a risk taker? If he didn't immediately make the read that he was taught to do the moment he stepped on the NFL football field, like, look, dude, do no harm. Don't even risk harm. Would you prefer that maybe he looked over and saw Amari Cooper doubled and said, you know what, damn it, I'm throwing it in there. I need to wing it in there because that's our guy. Is that not the problem at the end of the day? That he is so good at checking down to number three and not taking the risk that really makes the difference and makes you a winner as apart from being a very good player. The only thing that scares me about that is it gives me Jameis Winston vibes. Ooh, Where, Whereas he has 5,000 yards, but he has 30 picks. Because he, but let's be clear, he's not the most accurate passer, and that's it, right? So I, I, I think I like him in between. I like him in between, but I do wholly agree. But with every him. now and then, I wouldn't mind him turning one loose. I'm not saying you want to do that all game, every game, but every now and then, like take a chance. And I think that's why Amari got frustrated because, like, yo, I know I'm covered, but I'm Amari Cooper. Right. Like, come on, let, let let's take some risk. And Amari got frustrated midway through the season with that, but Dak's like. Dude, I want to live to fight another day. It's worked for me my entire career. And it's a you either, either you're a gunslinger or you're not. You know, that that's just gotta be you gotta be born with that. And I don't and Dak is not the guy that's gonna go and throw a hundred K at Dogecoin. He's gonna be like, ah, I'm a, I'll buy a nice safe T bill and pull one point nine percent. That's done. Mic drop. Let's get your headlines. <laughs>
James Pledger's got them. You need them. It's the 411 and the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. You love us, don't you, Pledge? I just, I did not wake up this morning. He overslept too, by the way. James and I both, for the first time, on the same day, our alarms failed us. It's crazy. Just didn't think I'd be hearing about T-bills today in relation to Dak Prescott. I think he is the walking embodiment of a T-bill. I've never heard anything more accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the Baltimore Ravens are making the news quite a bit uh, since yesterday's meetings. They along with uh, Steve Bashotti's comments. He re-signed head coach John Harbaugh to a three-year contract extension that puts him through the 2025 season, despite finishing last in the AFC North at 8-9 last year. I think that comes from he lose seven running backs yeah. in preseason. Lamar Jackson lost him a COVID again. I get it. Like there, you, There's something to be said about stability. I mean, we see it with the Steelers. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to always make it to the Super Bowl. You're going to have some down years. So, and you know that Harbaugh's a good coach. So, why not just keep the ball rolling? I think he has earned one more run at it. Agreed. But I will say this: even with the best of coaches, to, things sometimes just get stale. And I think we're we're getting to a, a, we're reaching ahead there in Baltimore. Okay. Because I think that. What happens with Lamar is going to be, well, at the at the end of the day, be what happens to Harbaugh. If Lamar signs the contract and stays happy and all things are good, Harbaugh will be there the next five years. Because they're going to win a lot of football games. I mean, Lamar's just worked that good. I know they were last last year, but you said it. I just felt like, yeah, he's not on a hot seat. I was surprised that it was, well, how many years is it? Two more years? Three. Three total? 2025. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody was going to come and chase him. I don't think anybody was going to come and we need Harbaugh to improve our lot. I don't think it was going to be that. You would take him. Mm-hmm. I like him. You don't love him. And I don't love him, but I do think that he has been in a unique situation that if he doesn't win now, he's never gonna. But I do think he's going to win, and I think he's going to have a Tomlin-like career at Baltimore. Which is he fine. has a ring. Yeah. I... I, I Again, he's earned all these receipts. He gets to do this kind of stuff. But you kind of felt like last year that Lamar's a little tired of him. You know, it's kind of like that Larry Brown syndrome that you're never... Stop coaching me, man. Just just stop nitpicking every time I see you. And I think that's kind of like what Harbaugh does. Because that's the kind of coach he is. Yeah. yeah, more power to you. There's a little bit to that. A little bit of solidarity there. And... They got to exercise that practice facility. They got to have some kind of uh, culandera. We got to have some <laughs> eggs. We're going to have to have something done because candle. How many running backs blew up in one day last year in training camp? Within, within a week, they lost three running mm-hmm. backs. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and, and that's what their game's predicated off of. You named a, your team after um, Edgar Allan Poe. Some stuff could happen. <laughs> I read his books. Moving on. Mm. Headline one. ESPN's Diana Rossini reports the Chiefs are looking to trade for a top receiver. What? Chiefs, according to the Athletics, Michael Sean Duggar suggests that the Seahawks could deal DK Metcalf for a first-round pick. Ooh. And Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks could...
could be another candidate with all the trade capital that they've acquired. I'd move, I'd move DK Metcalf right now. I'd move Brandon Cooks right now. I, How many lives does Brandon Cooks have? How many ones can he get traded for? <laughs> what has he done? He is the player to be named later. What has he done? He's fast. He's a thousand yards all the time. He's a slot receiver okay. in this He's modern a walking NFL. Thousand yard yeah, receiver. Th- th- there's a market for this guy for as long as he can run a four or a sub five. But at what point do you tell Mahomes, go make him better? Go make the guy with six names from Green Bay. Go make him a star. We gave you the farm. You own part of the team. I've asked if you're if you're in this if we're putting him in this class, we've asked Tom to do it. Troy Brown. We've asked Aaron Rodgers to do it. We asked the greats to go make guys better. Why can't I ask that of Mahomes? Why do I have to go and trade the farm for another star receiver if you are the GOAT? I think it's about realizing your Super Bowl window. What, what, wait a minute though. Okay, I mean, we me can out. get mad at the Chiefs no, and say we're going to go after a wide receiver. If you're Seattle, move DK Metcalf, but for the love of God, don't move him to Kansas City. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, no. I'm all for, the, you know, the Seattle, they're going to have to turn the page. And and you can have a great wide receiver, but if you don't have a quarterback to get him the ball, you just got an average wide receiver that you're overpaying. Well, so the, I understand moving it, but for the love of God, don't let him go to Kansas City. Well, the reason I'll accept that from Rob is because he was saying the same thing about the Dodgers when they got a picture from the Nationals. Oh, Scherzer. Scherzer. He was like, why does everyone keep making the Dodgers better? What so Rob, is, he stayed in that lane. Like, he's true to that lane, so I'll give him that. I, I'm pretty sure you can get real close to the same offer from somebody else. Right. I mean, I know you're just like we're talking about Bashadi. I know it's not your job to make sure I stay under my payroll line. But at the same time, don't just give Pat Mahomes the biggest, fastest SOB in the league to make up for the the littlest, fastest SOB in the league. Great point. Moving on. Headline Zero. And finally, we have the acrimonious departure of Old Dominion Marshall and Southern Miss from Conference USA to the Sun Belt Conference, which has been finalized according to a letter from the league. The schools are officially headed to the Sun Belt for the 2022 football season. Terms of the separation agreement were not released. Now, this is a this is interesting pledge. So, what does this do to our UTSA Roadrunner schedule because I know Rob and I were mm-hmm. talking with JJ Perez of Inside Inside Runner Sports about this during Pro Day. So this is like a tentative schedule they're yeah, going to play. They don't know yet. They're going to have to find a couple more games. It looks at like. least three, right? I. It depends on the or schedule maybe go that to they the are American going to early. Keep. And you know, I, I, what are the off week? What what are they going to do? I mean, these guys are stepping into league play. What are all? Where are all these games coming from? I. I there's a lot that has to be fixed here. Obviously, the Sun Belt and Conference USA have a, a working plan, but for those left holding the bag, this seems a little odd. When is U- UTSA's departure date? I think we had another two To years. AAC. Another year, too? Okay. I think it was 2025. Yeah, I think we got another couple of years before that's going to go. We, we're going to have some time. Well, why to, couldn't we I don't think it's another couple up. of years anymore. Why couldn't we leave like... We can. They just left. I just felt like I think that we you can't. U.S. Uh, Conference USA bylaws require a fourteen-month notice before leaving. 
I'll pay you. Until we get the pink letter, I'm not worried. Uh, for real, you know dog. What I mean? That's real. That's when you know you've been through some. Hey, props to my dog. That's when you know you've been through some times. Because there's some people that don't even know what he's talking about. Dog, until it's pink. That's true. We got lights. Well, we got time. <laughs> What do you mean, 14 months? My dog Shoot. been through some times. <laughs> some people out there are like, what is Rob talking about? <laughs> you ain't been through the struggle if you don't know what we're talking about, and I ain't going to explain it. You can say final notice all you want, but until it's pink. <laughs> There's always another day. We got lights. I just need pink. to find the manager that will approve this, so right. you obviously ain't going to do it. Is anybody else around there I can talk to? <laughs> That is hilarious. It, it, it is a difficult situation because right. UTSA is coming into this season, and there's a lot of questions. Let's mm -hmm. not kid ourselves. This was an extraordinary team led by extraordinary young men that are going to be very difficult to be replaced. And it's going to be a tough season this year, so maybe a couple of holes ain't the worst thing True. that they deal with. But yeah. uh, We just don't know what the schedule's going to look like. That's crazy. And this isn't going to be... I, you just see Texas and OU just going, I'm, we're out. And, and things, they're just waiting for some precedent, maybe. Maybe this will be money. it. I don't know what they're waiting for. And everybody wants them gone, but they want the money. Nobody wants to stay, but they need the money. I really think Venables and Sark are like, let me figure some things out. Let me get tougher. Let me get bigger. <laughs> yeah, let year. me get stronger. Let me get faster. There's no rush. Hold on to that $77 million. We're in no rush to get our, our skulls crushed by the SEC. Right, let me get a few more 300-pounders on my line in my trenches and then we'll make that migration. Through that. Moving on. That's fine. That's the 411 <laughs> and a 2-1-up. <clears throat> hey, let's talk some Spurs. Carolina Teagues just around the corner. Uh, we're going to take on the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. No John Morant, so the Spurs are in definite trouble, though they sit comfortably in the play-in. Yeah, they went right past the Lakers last night and didn't have to do a damn thing to do it. Talk some Spurs. There's a huge fight coming up on April the 9th. Ryan Garcia is coming to San Antonio. Oscar De La Jolla, the Golden Boy, is promoting it. And I hear tell we might be talking to Oscar sometime this week here on San Antonio Sports Star. Let's look forward to a good fight. If you haven't got your tickets, we'll get you ready uh, for what's coming just a little bit over a week away. Hang around with us. We won't get you in too much trouble. It's R&R &R in the morning. You're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. R&R &R in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. R&R &R gets you ready for tonight's game. The Shootaround. Welcome back to R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Go watch us live on our YouTube feed, SA Sports Star. Go to Twitter. You can go to our website, sasportstar.com. Watch us live because when you go there, you'll see Carolina Teague sitting comfortably at about, uh, I'd say about 7 o'clock. Mm. Welcome aboard, Carolina. How are you today? Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing today? Good morning, good morning. Game day, Bala. We get a big one today. Memphis comes into town. The Spurs sit in the 10th spot. They are in the play-in after the Lakers uh, gave up the ghost to the uh, Mavericks last night. So here we, we sit. Take a can we take a moment to enjoy that, though? Yes. Can we take a moment to enjoy that this is the first time since January 8th that they are this high in the Western Conference standings, wow. and I hope they maintain it throughout the rest of the season. You know, honestly, Carolina, I didn't even know we'd been this high this year. 
Even in January, I don't recall even being in 10th, but I guess it was a a fever dream. But here we sit. Okay, so Memphis comes to town. It doesn't. We were not going to see Ja Morant, and that's normally great news, but it's not by the record. Right. It looks like Jaron Jackson will be out. They are stumbling. They do hold the lead over the Lakers. And because they're going to play us and L.A., they kind of have some say, kind of as to who they're going to want to play. If you're Memphis, do you come in and lay down and allow the Spurs to get a little bit more of a lead, or would you rather play the Lakers? Mm. If you're Memphis, go ahead, Carolina. I mean, if I was Memphis, I would want them to rest. Actually, I would want them to rest, yeah, against today's game and play against the Lakers because there's been new – there's been news reports that day-to-day Davis, Anthony mm-hmm. Davis, might come back soon. So I would say rest against the Spurs, play against the Lakers, if I were the Grizzlies. Oh, I, this is the thing. <clears throat> to me, I feel like this Memphis team is full steam ahead. There's a lot of – I mean, they've already clinched. They're in the second seed. They're not coming down. I get that. But this youth movement that they have going on, they they take pride in playing without John and Jaron. And they're super young. You know, so I don't think they rest against either team. I think they like the rhythm that they're in. And I I don't, again, this, I know science has told us, and science doesn't lie that, you know, these guys need rest, but go play. Let's go play. Let's go play tonight. Grizzlies in town. Let's let's figure out who we are. We need to uh, know ourselves. Know yourself. I guess the question of today is Lonnie. How's his tummy? It's tummy. It's his back. <laughs> oh. it's, what? It's hey. back it's his back. It's back. You know what I noticed? At first it was his tummy a while back, and now it's transferred to his Time back. Out. Y'all do realize when you speak of a grown man and you call it a tummy, it seems like an insult. It's, a, it's an insult when you say he had a tummy ache. That's an insult. So well, that's what we he, were told, right? It's an abdominal strain. Oh, there it no, is. No, he was sick. Oh. Let's just say he was sick. He had dis- intestinal distress. He had the poops. Yeah, okay. there we go. Yeah. And we all did. But uh, he's been upgraded to probable CT. So probable in their world means he's going to play. Yeah, yeah. You, so probable in Spurs world means he is going to play. Is that what you just said? I think so. I think, I think so in the okay. I think in the sports world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he plays. I mean, I would like to see what he has to do, uh, especially against a young Grizzlies team. Like you guys said, they're the two seed in the Western Conference. I want to see how he plays against them. Um, but um, even if he sits out or not, I really like uh, what Josh Richardson is doing right now, and especially Me coming too. off the bench. Uh, They've been played. They played well again off the bench. Josh Richardson came off the bench yesterday, scored 15 points. Zach Collins had 13 points. With or without Lottie, I think that the bench union has been playing really well. You speak about uh, Josh Richardson, mm-hmm. and we 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 spent a lot of time talking about Lonnie. Has he played mm-hmm. his way into a long term contract? I, you know what? Has Dave, Josh I, Richardson played his way into a long term contract? Every day that goes by, Rob he gets more and more of the the vet I want to keep around. Right. Like, there's mm-hmm. a, there's a couple mm-hmm. vets I want to keep around. Like, he, he, each game that goes by, he's starting to feel like the one I want to keep. Like, there's a few I was like, ah, he can go. 
But I'm starting to really, I'm starting to really like Josh Richardson in our uniform. He's he's got a base salary this year of eleven. You figure you're gonna have like to pay that. at the very minimum that plus a little bit to stay around. In your mind, would you pay Josh fifteen? Yes, I think I might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. If he's not been playing incredible and he's been consistent, he's my favorite thing to come out of the Derek White trade. Well said. Uh, let's know a little bit about Memphis. Who are we facing tonight? Know your enemy. Well, the Grizz are in town. They're a little dinged up. They will not have John Morant in their ongoing quest to continue winning. They're going to keep John Morant on the sidelines. They don't need highlights. They need W's. What's their record without him? 18 and 2. 18 and 2. Now, do you have them as a title contender, CT? Once once Jaren's back healthy and John's back healthy, are they a team that threatens Phoenix? They are the two seed. They played out of their minds. Are they a threat to Phoenix? Absolutely, they're a threat to Phoenix, especially if Did they you have say John that with a straight back. face? Yeah, you said I that with a straight face. Yes, I think that they wow. have a chance to. I think they will keep. Okay, how about this? I think they will keep Phoenix on their toes. I don't think that they'll beat them, but I think that they will keep them on their toes they because they well. have been playing really. They've been playing really, really well, and. Without John Morant, they've been putting up some great numbers, especially Desmond Bain. He's been doing a great job, too. He's been putting up pretty much all-star numbers right now without John Morant. So I think they're doing a good job without him. He's been averaging 24 points in the last four games, five assists, three rebounds. He's been scoring 53% from the three-point line. Even without them, he's one of those standout players as well. So they have... A, a silent creeper squad that nobody really well people are starting to realize now but it's one of those next man up mentalities so i think they can keep phoenix on their toes i i agree carolina rudy i, I look at them okay. they match up pretty well okay. uh, you, you look at athleticism in the backcourt i think they've got it I, they don't have the scoring punch that they well, get in the backcourt but i you think combined, they got somebody that could deal with book and they, I, no, I don't think they have anybody that can deal with Book. But then again, I don't think Memphis has anybody that can deal with Jaw. So you, you kind of mm, look like at those that. guys canceling each other out, both going and getting thirty-five <laughs> when they need to. And then you start looking at the other guys, and I think Jaron Jackson is a good front line kind of a matchup guy that can swing from Aiton across the board there and defend pretty well because Aiton's not—he's not soft, but he ain't a back to the basket tough guy. So I think it's you know, a matchup problem for sure, Rob. Because what what would happen? Aiton is would have to guard someone else because if he guards Jared Jackson, Jared's going to pull him way out, exactly. and, then, and now he's not a rim protector. So that would cause a a, a, a matchup problem. And I think Bain and Brooks, while they're not going to stop Booker, they can make it tough on him. Especially Brooks. He's an annoyance. He yeah, is, he is. He, so. he is a, a, a splinter personified. He just kind of annoys you. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think uh, Phoenix has them when it comes to defense, but I think offense – uh, Grizzlies are pretty much up there, especially, like I said, in the past few games, the Anthony Melton, too. He's been shooting 61% from the three-point line as well. So he's not necessarily an elite defender, but he is great as far as you know, offense is concerned. We so do expe- they can keep him on the toes. Well, we expect to see from Memphis tonight, Tyus Jones at point guard, Desmond Bain, we just spoke of. Zaire Williams, their young fella, <laughs> Jaron Jackson, is expected to play, and the big fella, Steven Adams, Good basketball team. This is one of those games where 
The Spurs are playing as well as they have all season. Mm-hmm. I want to see them come out and bring this home. I think they're a very comfortable team and confident team right now. Uh, let's move along. Let's get the uh, let's see who's in the injury room. Inside the training room. I hurt myself. As far as the Spurs, today. Romeo Langford continues to deal with his hamstring. Dougie, Dougie McDermott will be out for the rest of the season. Lonnie is probable with his. Uh, lower back, Devontae Kaycock out on assignment. Uh, Robert Woodard the second. We don't even know who he is. And uh, DJ Stewart out on the two. The other day, well. Primo started. He did. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. every time I see him, we he's going to be a fine NBA player. Do we have the time to wait? Because it's not going to be next year either. I, as far as starting being a starter already? Is that what you're trying to ask? No, I, I think for just no, no. valuable minutes, I think we're a long way away. He's going to oh, have to put on 15 oh, yeah. pounds and become a man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to take time for him to get some valuable minutes. But I feel like with every Spurs player, that's what they do. Um, so they make sure that they – I feel like they make sure they're in the system well, they are transitioned fully, and then they put them on the floor for more minutes. So I think that's going to come with time. But I do like to see him start. I do like the way he plays defense. I think he does a great job. So, I mean, that time is inevitable. It'll come sooner than later. If we're planning on winning, we won't see a lot of him. I'll tell you that. It's, <laughs> it's just not there yet. I, I like him. You can see it. But he's uh, he's one of those kids you see on the JV and go, yeah, he's going to be good. Let's let, let's let him grow into the body. Uh, real quickly, we see Memphis point, favored wow. right now at five and a half. Would you take that line? Or you like the Spurs at home? I take the Spurs money line. Take them to win. I take them to win tonight. I like that. Because mm, um, pla- organizations take players play to win. They there's 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 chum in the water. They they the door opened. The Lakers left the door cracked, and and that's when you bump you bombard the door and you run in there. So as good as Memphis is, I think the Spurs win tonight. Real quickly in the in the importance level. From 1 to 10, how important is this game to the mentality of this young team and to the mentality of the Spurs? This feels, yeah, it feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 10 for me because uh, they've, John Morant scored 52 on them the last time. They oh, that's like, right. Like, with the, yeah, with the Grizzlies, it's kind of like uh, they kind of beat them down mentally with the last game. They have to come back with this win to feel confident against a team. That's the number two seed, like the Grizzlies right now. So I think if they win tonight, they're going to be at a 10. But that's going to be a hard thing to do, by the way. I think definitely Grizzlies, I feel like the Grizzlies are going to take it. And since people say I'm a jinx, that means the Spurs might win tonight. Well, you like to gamble. Are you taking the five and a half? I like to gamble on the over and under. Oh, okay, that's it. More, yeah. I see. Yeah, the the points is really tricky for me. I think with the over and under, I'm gonna take the. Oh, this is hard. I'm gonna go ahead and take the over. It's the NBA. No one plays defense. I always go with the over. No, I don't yeah, know. I'm over. Just... Yeah, no, no. It's true because it's unpredictable. Every time I pick the over, they shoot. They get guarded. They shoot like less than 10 points in one quarter. Welcome to the world of gambling. It's a little unpredictable. On a side note, Grizzlies come in 9-1 and in their last 10. They've won five straight. They are hot as fire. They are just a little undermanned. The Spurs on the other side, four straight world wins. Haven't done that in 14 years. It's a huge game in San Antonio. This is one of those, I do believe, that the TNTs and the NBA networks of the world wish they had broadcasting because this game is the first 
first in a long time that I truly believe the Spurs are playing for something more than just uh, you know their mental health. This means something tonight. I want to see them come out and play well. Uh, thanks, Caroline. Yeah. It's always a pleasure stopping by. She will be our embed reporter. We'll hear from her yeah. next home. Uh, appreciate you, Caroline. Have a good day. Later, CT. Thanks, guys. I'll be at the game tonight. See y'all later. Bye. You know, she comes in here and does Tuesdays with Teague with him Jimenez. She gets a cake delivered. Yeah. With our logo on it. <laughs> well, we got tacos and donuts. That's true. But they had to actually, like, Carolina, be here on Tuesday. Sport, they didn't put San Antonio Sports no, Star on our donuts. we didn't have the logo spray-painted onto our cake. <laughs> didn't expect that at all. We'll be right back. This is r r in the morning. You're on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's r r in the morning. This is a little heavy before 9. It's better than Eric Church. This is heavy. We're going to play this instead of Eric Church. We don't like him anymore. We do like Daughtry. We don't think he's a Carolina fan. We expect he'll be here May the 16th. But who knows? He could be like Eric Church. I just saw his profile picture. Whatever, dude. We're canceling you. But we are promoting Daughtry. He'll be here. You want to go. 656-3776. 656-ESPEN. You know what I mean. They're going to be at the Tobin Center on May the 16th. You want to go? Aren't you glad you're listening now? Be caller number five to our Kiyobasa Bacon phone line. 656-3776. 656-ESPN. Prize pigs. Start your dialing. The 9 o'clock. We got Jason Garrett going to come and join us. We're going to talk injuries. The NFL meetings continue. There is a new overtime rule, but only for late in the season. Don't go nowhere. Hang where you are. This is R&R in the morning. Win yourself some tickets and be right back here on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson. Rudy J. R&R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. If you're just getting up, you lucky devils. 9.05. The blessed AM. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. An hour coming your way. Dr. Jason Garrett is imminent. to talk some injuries, not only with the Grizzlies, the John Morant stuff. We got some Michael Gallup questions to ask. I got. I want to ask him about Eric Church. <laughs> I was like, you know who this guy is? And what Le- do you think? LeBron James' painful ankle. Painful ankle. Do you see what Luka did last night? Yeah. He had Easy a 30-point triple-double in the third. Easy work. And he tied Wilt Chamberlain for the most 30-point triple-doubles in a career. And, it's about, er, and it, what is he, fourth, third? That is fourth. an amazing stat. Yeah. Well, it's when you're a ball hog. Well, there is that. No, that sounded like he, pure he, hate. Well, he is a ball hog. We can all even Jason Kidd said, "Bro, come on!" But that was impressive. Um, one other thing with the NBA last night: Did we get a changing of the guard in the MVP race? Look, man, I I, I tweeted out last night like I saw Giannis go four dribbles dunk, full <laughs> length, like the four dribbles, <laughs> coast to coast dunk. I. If you know basketball, that is unreal. Coast to coast, four dribbles, dunk, 
to go plate 40, 14, and 6. We really got to stop playing with this man's name. Like, it's Shaq all over again. It's demoralizing how dominant he is. Like, Steph can get 40, Giannis can get 40. It's two totally different things because it it just demoralizes your team. He's going to the free throw line. He's blocking shots. He's getting putbacks. He's getting rebounds. He's setting other people up. He's coming down the lane dunking on you. Mm-hmm. He's moving your big man out the way. The, the the strongest guy on your team, he's moving him out the way. He dunked on Embiid with the left hand. Embiid is a big dude. He's he's entered the realm of he really deserves the MVP every year. He really deserves the MVP this year again. He won't get it. They don't give out three in a row anymore. They stopped doing that a long time ago. They stopped with LeBron because LeBron probably should have won three in a row as yes. well. But Giannis, I I think it's his league right now. I think it's. I really feel like this is his time. Like he's the best player in the league, and there's nothing. Not only the best player in the league, but the most dominant player in the league. It's it's Shaq and a and Kevin Durant with muscles body. It's weird. And then and then not only that, he has an eleven eleven wingspan. <laughs> We we really like we got to stop acting like this is normal, like forty fourteen and six against the, against Joel Embiid and a block shot to seal the game and block, a block shot to steal blocked Embiid at the rim to he, seal the game. It's his time, and then he comes to the podium with a dad joke book. It's like I got the joke for you. What do you call a cow on the ground? Ground beef. <laughs> and, he's, and he's cracking up laughing. He's so. He's so he walks to the podium with a book full of dad. The, the book is titled Dad Jokes. He's just having fun. He don't even I don't even know if he knows he's Shaq. No, he doesn't know. I, I don't think he knows he's Shaq. He plays like it, like he like what you always say, Rob, in your coaching term. He plays big, but I don't think he knows he's what the most dominant force since Shaq. It's insane that we he gets 40 and 14. And everybody's just like, oh, Bucks won. And you keep scrolling. No. <laughs> Did you see that? Cheat code. The uh I don't know who beats him. I will say I want him. There's one thing that is left on the things that Giannis has to do. I want to see him make a three-point layup. <laughs> I've seen those on YouTube where you sh- you step from outside the three and yep. just coast. He can do it. Uh, he can. I want to see him make a three-point finger roll. Then we'll have to start addressing <laughs> the size of the court because I don't think we truly understand I don't. what he is we capable don't. of. We don't. We don't, Rob. We don't. We don't. And it's it's Tim. It's Tim all over again in the sense of, do y'all really know how good that dude down there in San Antonio is? Mm-hmm. Like, are, y- are y'all watching him? Like, do y'all really realize how good this guy in Milwaukee is? Like, are y'all paying attention? I know it's not as sexy. <laughs> Four dribbles coast to coast. I, I, I look, I, I didn't play basketball, but I know how impressive that is. You know, <laughs> that is insane. It, it's, it's hard to fathom. I can't. <laughs> I always tell people when you're watching a basketball game, right? If the guy looks big, he's huge, right? If a guy looks fast on the basketball court, 
in person. He's Usain He's Bolt. the fastest thing you've ever seen. Right. And Giannis is both of those. He's huge, and he's the fastest guy on the court. He's Dave. He's Shaq. He's he's Malone Strong. It's a bunch of dudes in one. Because Dave was like that. Dave was a gazelle too. Like I've seen Dave go coast to coast, but Dave didn't have the the the, the power the small forward. He wasn't coached to do right. that stuff. That was, he was coached to be a center. But Dave had that. They got the same. Well, no, nobody's arms or shoulders ever look like Dave's. Nope. Giannis isn't getting there, but they're not. They don't look like Dave's. But he's all of these guys wrapped into one, and he's doing it while telling dad jokes at the podium. You know, he's in the MVP fight. I think we could all agree that certainly he needs to be considered till the day he steps off the court. And but Embiid is such a social media. He's just presence. having fun. He's enjoying the so, journey. I think he'll be in the mix, but I think after last night, we can all agree that, Joel, you've had a hell of a year, but you're not the MVP. Now, you might get it just because He's it's your turn, yeah. because Giannis has gotten it, LeBron has gotten it, and, we can, and Jokic. But um, the, the the showing last night from Milwaukee, that was a serve notice kind of a game. All right, Sixers, you think you got it? No, you don't. Yeah, it's his league until further notice. Until further notice. Uh, Dr. Jason Garrett is due any moment. We're going to talk some injuries with him. Uh, The NFL is meeting as we speak. The owners got together and and fixed a rule that eh, some thought it needed to be fixed. Maybe it didn't need to get fixed. Mike uh, Tomlin, head coach of the Steelers, has been on record for a decade. Like, dude, 60 minutes. What else do we need? If we can't figure it out then, let's just go home. And if I lose because we couldn't get it done, he takes James Pledger's approach. Hey, if you don't want overtime, beat me. I mean, if if you don't want it, you don't want you want to get the ball, stop me. But 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 I we all agree that I think the NFL got it right. Got it right. They did it at the appropriate time. I I just continue to be astounded. You know, fandom, we want more (laughs) players want less. They're tired. They played football yes. for 60 minutes. You know, we, we talk about playoff baseball, and it was the players that didn't want any more in the playoffs. It wasn't the owners. Owners wanted them all mm-hmm. to get in there. Players didn't want any extra time, not more, more possession. You know, they're, they're making career decisions. We're right. making daily fun decisions. But they, So overtime is both teams will get the ball, and the two-point conversion can be used to win the game. I like it. It's fine. I don't have a problem with it's it. Fine. I mean, it's cool. That's Let's do it. All That's... we want is Josh Allen with the hands on the ball. Let him fail. Let him miss the free throws. You know what I mean? But at least he'll get a chance, a chance to take the shot. And that's yeah. really all we ask. I don't think it's that huge of a deal. You know what's a huge deal? What is? You get to talk to Jason Garrett every Wednesday. That's Pick a two. huge deal. Huge because, deal. I mean, I don't know anybody else that can do that every Wednesday at 914. Let's do it right now. Dr. Jason Garrett, he of Arosti, uh joining us. Morning, Doc. How's your day going? Day's going great. How about you guys? Doc, I got a hell of an upper body pump yesterday. I'm feeling good. Ate well yesterday. <laughs> I'm feeling good, man. You know, you wake up feeling skinnier, and then you have a cup of water, and it goes to crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's That's like true. I felt tight, and then I had some water, and I was like, damn, I'm back. I'm back to big old, a big fat-ass seal again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's good. So, but yeah, it makes you actually drink, if you drink more water, like a lot of water throughout the day, it'll actually drain it all back out of you. So okay. it's, it's kind of counterintuitive, but the more you drink, the the more you thin out. But it's it's it, it goes to as to why, like, because I'm a 
huge, huge bodybuilding fan. Like the day of the show, those guys don't drink any water till what, like after after they've gotten off stage for the day. Yeah, the day of the show, they're the weakest and most unhealthy they are they ever are in their life. <laughs> not <laughs> no, like it's boxers, true. you know, boxers starve and, and sweat themselves into a fight that they can barely move through just to make the weight. <laughs> Doctor Jason Garrett joining us as we look at injuries and how they get the professionals come through it and how Arosti can help you get back to it. So let's. <laughs> Let's dive into yes. those that uh, matter to us. First and foremost, we hear initially that uh, Michael Gallup is going to go through his ACL surgery and should probably be back in training camp, and maybe he'll be there for week one. Well, we hear from Stephen Jones, well, maybe it might be two or three weeks into the season before he's fully back. The ACL is a questionable thing, certainly, but we we've kind of feel like we've got a timeline down. It's about right. nine to 12 months. What can you do to physically other than just the genetics you're born with to speed the process to get yourself back in the game? Or is there a shortcut? It is what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is to a certain degree because a lot of it at the nine-month mark, you're pretty much healed. Everything's good. But there's still a lot of the mental anxiety of, is my knee going to handle this cut? And last time I did this, it exploded for no reason. Uh, they do have some pretty cool electric stem stuff now that they didn't have in the past. So, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, they had this thing called Russian stimulation, which allows your muscles to contract a lot harder, even when you're injured. Because part of the problem with the ACL surgery is your quads don't fire correctly for a long time. So now mm. they can put an electrode on there, gets them to fire. The problem with that is Russian bodybuilders, Russian Olympians, you know, they were all juiced out of their mind back in the 60s and 70s when this technology was developed. It burned their skin real badly, but the Russians didn't really care because they didn't really care about those people. Um, so the technology kind of went away. <laughs> now they've created a the same technology from an electric stem standpoint without the burning. So a lot of post-surgical stuff, if you have access to it, you can rehab way, way faster. So basically get fully recovered, ready to go by nine months. And, you know, more like more likely where you don't have to worry about the injury because your muscles contract normally. Wow. So we're just talking about the, it's causing the muscle to seize up. That's basically what we're talking about. That, that rapid stimulation kind of, is that what we're talking about here? Yeah. They, yeah, what they would do, burn they, the, the actual electrode, it's called direct current instead of alternating current. So they're just clamping on current. a couple of uh, clothespins to the <laughs> and put them on a battery and letting those things go to work? No, not quite. Um, actually, what's really cool is we tested out the same technology in a bodysuit this week. So on Monday, this company came in. It's, it's new. It's experimental. They're using it with special forces. It's a military contract, but they're trying to figure out how to put it in the commercial side. And so, like, yeah, we'll try it out. And they a bodysuit full of it, electrodes? Is this to extract yeah. information or to recover? No, it's to make you super strong, super fast, warm up better, um, recover. You basically wow. look like a superhero in this suit, which has electric electric pads in your quads, hamstrings, glutes, wow. traps, biceps, triceps, pecs, and low back. And literally, they have a program on an iPad. You're wearing this suit, and it's Bluetooth connected to the iPad. And the guy controlling it can make different muscles contract while oh, you do things this. like squatting, running. It was pretty cool. I've can, never been that sore in my life from like five minutes of putting something on. Now, can you put this suit on underneath your clothes and have somebody else control it during the day? Uh, technically, yeah, you could. <laughs> I wouldn't Why'd recommend it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, Doc, how... Uh, can I rent one of these? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. How... Yeah, you can buy them. Not, not too expensive. How do you play with the torn meniscus, and what percentage yes. are you at if you're playing with the torn meniscus? It seems like one of those injuries over the years where a guy's like, okay, he's going to be out for a few weeks, but he's going to come back. Like, you didn't clearly didn't have surgery. Are you talking about Robert Williams? 
Right. So how do you play with it? Well, what percentage is a guy at if he's playing with a torn meniscus? It depends where the tear is. So there's you can have a significant tear that needs major reconstructive surgery, which you're on crutches for four months, takes six months, nine months to fully recover. You can have a minor tear that does require surgery. Where they go in, they just snip it, and literally you're walking out the next day. Within four weeks, you're back to oh. you know, 95% of where you're going to be. And then there's meniscus derangements or small tears that – you can play through, especially once you get it warmed up, get the adrenaline going. You basically have full function, and then after the game, it's miserable. It hurts quite a bit. It might swell up a little bit. So it all depends on where the tear is, how bad it is, and how you specifically respond to inflammation. Because once these guys get moving, a lot of times during a game, they're completely fine. It doesn't even hurt them. And then after the game, it's like, man, that guy looks like he's 90 years old. He can barely walk. And the next day, he's playing again. So it just depends on where the injury is. You know, given the uh, th- that – where you're trying to play through and maintain an athlete through the playoffs with a meniscus issue. And you know that, for the most part, if we brace it, tape it, you know, keep everything, we're not going to make it any worse, but it's the management of the inflammation that is really going to be is key to getting those guys back. So what's the process from the moment you get off the court to the moment you get back to warming up? Is it ice and the, like the rice thing that we're all told? I mean, what what is above and beyond the scenes or behind the scenes to get these pro athletes back that are dealing with something we know is not going away, that you're going to have to deal with this till the end of the season? So what are you doing? I mean, is it a 24-hour thing to keep Robert Williams ready to play? Is it just ice at the end of the game? It's all of the above. So it's ice without the rest. The last thing you want to do is rest it. So you want to take that, that joint through some range of motion. They're going to use electric stem. They're going to use lasers. They're going to use acupuncture. They're going to use manual therapy, massage, anything they can do to get it to move with less inflammation. So they're going to do that right after the game. Probably going to do it a couple times the next day before practice. They're going to do it after practice, or if there's a game coming up, they'll probably do it two or three times right before the game and then get them moving. And once you get that going, the last thing you want that guy doing is sitting down and resting. So even mm. if – even if he does get, you know, he gets subbed out, the best thing to have them do is not sit on the bench, but get on a bike and keep it moving. Doc, I'm going on three days with the crick, like from the bottom of my neck all the way down through my rear delt. What am I supposed? To, what am I supposed to do? Is this just? <laughs> do am you, I supposed to do some exercise? I do some jumping jacks. What should I? Well, how do you get rid of a crick when you sleep wrong? First of all, I need new pillows, but. What, what do you say? What do I need to do, Doc? Would, would, uh, here's my diagnosis. Does he need a lacrosse ball? Would that be the best thing that he could use right now? <laughs> um, odds are he probably does. Without exactly knowing what's going on, I can't diagnose you, quote-unquote, but more likely than not, the muscles in the front are very tight. So your pecs, your shoulders, you're flexed forward all day long when you're on the radio, when you're driving. When and you're he's lifting, sitting. too, right? You're lifting a lot. And, lifting, and you're probably doing the, the glamour muscles, so the biceps and the triceps. <laughs> and they are glamorous, let me tell you, Doc. <laughs> yeah, that, you're right on that, Doc. And what you need to be really doing probably two times more than those muscles in the front okay. is the rear muscles. So the muscles in your middle traps, your lower traps, gotcha. the posterior shoulder, stretching your pecs out. Because what happens with your neck, it's almost like if you think of a, a big top tent that has a center pole and you have wires pulling in all different directions. If the tension is equal in all directions, there's no pain. There's no stress on that pole. But if you make the, the muscles in the front real tight, now you've got a lot of tension pulling forward. So mm. the area in the back is going to start screaming, saying, hey, I'm hurting. You're putting too much pressure on me. And the cable eventually malfunctions and causes pain that shoots into your from your neck to your shoulder. So that could be what's going on. Uh, if you More likely than not, movement is going to be great, but really strengthen the muscles on the backside, you know, lat pull-downs, rows, those okay. kind of things, and stretch stretch your pecs. 
Oh, sounds well. Topic of the day, Doc. It made me mad, man. You're you're a man of all trades, so <laughs> I, I feel like I can ask you this. Have you ever heard of Eric Church? Oh, okay, yeah. So my wife is pissed. Oh, here we go. All hey, right. Hey, Doc, I canceled him. I said, hey, man, you're no longer welcome here. Give everybody their money back and don't come back. For a basketball yeah, game, agree. Doc? Horrible. And so we don't, I mean, we go to concerts every once in a while. My wife was super excited. Our friends send us like, hey, we've got a party bus. And oh, wow. Seats. It's going to be. So we put down like 700 bucks for the two of us. We're like, I really don't want to spend that for, for country music, but okay, my wife loves <laughs> them. And then she heard me a text yesterday and she's like, can you believe this? And she had some colorful words to describe him. She's like, he's dead to me. Screw him. So yeah, it was terrible. Why? I mean, that's people are literally flying in, driving in, got hotel rooms and you cancel a couple days before. That's so rude for a basketball game, but it's Duke, North Carolina. Can we give him a special distance? It ain't even the finals doc. I canceled him. I, know. I canceled him. He's no. I just want. I mean, at this point, your wife probably just like you know, what, give me my money back. I don't even want the redo, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She does not want the redo. <laughs> there we go, Doctor Jason. Speaking to the people. Hey. Seven hundred on the party bus, man. They had a party bus, Eric. <laughs> Dude, you were looking forward to that night. I'm. I'd be upset too. The anger is deep, but there is a fix if you're feeling that kind of tense. <laughs> Don't let pain keep you doing, from doing things that you love. Call Rosty, Dr. Jason Garrett. Stop in five for his weekly. It's always a pleasure, Doc. Take care of yourself. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Doc. Boom. You know, uh, Boom. in all seriousness, when he was talking about the uh, crick in your neck and the tent yeah. pole kind of thing, uh, for guys that have back issues like myself and you're trying to fix it, and we're talking about the uh, the lacrosse ball, one of the great things about Rosty is they teach you how to get your own self out of pain. You'll learn that when you do wake up with a crick, some of the causes behind that and why your body is specific to certain things. Mm-hmm. And you go to an Arosti guy and you co- you'll wake up some days and you know what? I can fix this. And you learn how to do some of the stuff. That's one of the reasons I love headed out there. Uh, NFL changed the rules on us yesterday. The Spurs find themselves in the playoff today. We've got a bunch of tickets to give away today. The Valero Texas Open begins tomorrow. Somebody was asking us where do you we're know where we're going to be over by the driving range. Ordinarily, they've set us up over on the in between the the, the pin and the the green on the 18th. There's a press center there. That's where normally we've been set up, but I think because I've been too loud in the past, they've set us someplace else. So uh, we're going to be. I understand. Who knows? Well, the good news is for us specifically, we're going to be out there before the sun rises, but we'll be facing the driving range. So we'll get a chance to see everybody warming up in the morning, which I, I think is going to be great. So we'll be out broadcasting live as the sun rises, rises, I believe right over there by the driving range. I think that's over by the 15th, 16th, right in there. That's where we're going to be set up. We'll have the sports star stuff up. Uh, come You'll by and us. say hello. We're going to be out there all day today, uh, tomorrow and Friday. Sunday's the final. Saturday, if you manage to get some of those tickets, uh, give us a call. I'd like to go see Darius Rucker. Um, uh, the Sunday stuff. We do have uh, Sunday tickets and Friday tickets. I do believe we're still giving away today on Halftime and the Blitz. We're going to have more tickets coming as far as all of the Fiesta events. We've got some taste of the Northside tickets that are going to be available to you. We're giving away also taste of Alamo Heights, which is Friday night, Heights night. Uh, lots of stuff coming around. You prize pigs don't go nowhere. We got the stuff for you. 
You just got to listen. That's one of the reasons we say it pays to listen to all day, every day. <laughs> you might hear at a basketball gym. What do you want to talk about next? What time is it? It's 9.30. It's one, normally 9.30 is the, the place where we put the segment that we, are, we look forward to talking to about the most. Because we get the news out of the way. Sometimes we hold this segment open in case something breaks on the, on the, uh, on the East True. Coast. But now, nothing broke. You want to talk overtime? NFL? You want to talk yeah, NBA? Let's do NFL. Let's do some NFL talk as uh, there's some news some coming sound. out of New Orleans. Right. And evidently, one coach sees a quarterback, another coach sees a tight end. We'll talk about the Saints and the rest of the NFL coming up next. We're so glad you're with us today. This is R&R in the morning, and you're on a fine San Antonio broadcast known as the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is R&R in the morning on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back to... R&R on a Wednesday. Halftime, it's movie review day. Mike Jimenez, for those of you who don't catch halftime, Mike lived the uh, life of a shut-in as a child. Missed most of every popular movie ever released up until, I guess, three or four years ago. So he's reliving most of our our childhoods watching movies. I don't know what's on the dock this week, but uh, he watched Alien. Last week, the Water Boy is on the schedule. Today. Oh, the Water Boy! He's never seen That's the Water Boy. That's not even an old movie. I, I'm sick. I can't be there today. I got um, I got some obligations to get to, but it'll make the return next week even sweeter. I let him know yesterday though that I wouldn't be able to make it. Oh, so, I think he'll muddle through. Yeah, he's fine. He's I a think pro. he'll muddle. He's through. a pro. Hey, fight fans! You know we got a fight coming up next Saturday. I know it's in the middle of Fiesta, but Ryan Garcia's in town. Uh, it, it's a huge fight going to be down. At the Alamo Dome, we're going to be uh, chasing around some guests for you. We believe Oscar De La Hoya will be on the Blitz tomorrow. Go get your tickets. Uh, we're a fight town. Let's take care of those. I'm not sure when they scheduled this fight, they realized it was right in the middle of Fiesta. Is I think the next, date looked when good. Is it next Saturday? Next Saturday on the 9th. I think the date looked good to everybody. Everybody said yes, and then everybody realized, hey, wait a minute. There's something going on in San Antonio that week. If there's something that could pull us, the, the thing about San Antonio and boxing is we are a huge boxing town. If there's something that could pull us away for a few hours, it's oh, yeah. boxing. And we're a huge walk-up market. So we're yeah, going to do our yeah, best. Yeah, we're planning yeah, on yeah. being out there. Uh, Ryan Garcia will surely be on with us in, in uh, just a couple of uh, couple of days. Uh, but if you're a fight fan, uh, go look for the Ryan Garcia fight coming up on Saturday the uh, the 9th. The, uh, yeah, Fiesta getting started. It starts tomorrow. Tomorrow? What's starts first? Tomorrow. What's you know, they, you know, we see all the kings in their funny oh. clothes. You got, the, uh, got King Antonio. Those are the guys in the blue suits, the blue uniforms. Okay. And then you got the Ray Feo, and those okay. are the guys in the white, and the black uniforms. Okay. I they're they, they, they're going to be ceremonially crowned and take over. Augie Cortez, a good friend of mine, he is our Ray Feo. Augie's barbecue, best damn barbecue downtown in the city. Um, it's gonna, I mean, I'm, I cannot believe this. we got real Fiesta. I'm even wearing Fiesta clothing. I'm like, I'm ready to party. I am too. We're heading over to the Valero Texas Open in just a bit. We're going to get our passes. We're going to be broadcasting live out there tomorrow, Friday. Uh, come out and see us. We're going to be out at the driving range. Come by and say howdy. Don't say hi if you didn't bring a beer. Just well, keep walking. There is that. I'm kidding. Because we get off I'm air. Kidding. We're off at 10. Then we become fans. 
Yes. We're working till 10. Uh, but at 10 o'clock, we become the uh, get in the hole, dudes. Mashed potatoes. What is that one? Is a that big, like barbecue that, chicken? That's like a big drive. Oh. When you're hitting the driver off the mashed potatoes. That's Pledge is walking mashed potato. He hits the driver a long, long way. He's homemade mashed potatoes. He ain't that stuff out the box. Looks like we're going to have some good weather. Got some rain overnight. And a nice, soft course. That I means hope. the guys that go out first tomorrow, let me get in my let me get in my Jim Nance bag. Guys oh, that go friends. out first tomorrow are going to put up lower numbers. The greens are nice and soft. Going to have some give. Now, the guys that are later in the day, they're probably going to pick up pace a little bit. May see some missed putts later in the day. So if you're going out first on Thursday, you got to shoot a low number if you want to be in the hunt come Saturday, Sunday, come moving day. Do you want to be the Back guy? To you, that was Pledge. good. That, that was, was good. Awesome. That was good. That was really good. It was. I was calm. Just. <laughs> do you want to be the guy that leaves the uh, the trail with your ball, the dew trail, the first guy on the green I every morning? That. I hate that too. Because especially if someone's putting behind you or in front of you, because then they get the line. Like, yeah, they see they the, get line. the line. Yeah. Or your ball's all covered with grass yeah. and little clippings. By the time it slows down, inevitably fifteen feet past the hole. Yeah. But I'm not PGA Tour, so my my guys, if it's if it's been raining the night before, we we lift clean and play on those days. Like, yeah, no matter what, I we're not in the PGA. First guy on the course, I never liked that. I always wanted to be the first guy on the snow. I wanted to I wanted to have un yeah. I always felt like it was anyway. Uh, I actually on, played well the other day, not well, but I had some good shots. I had I liked my short game and my putting on Saturday. Inevitably on if Sunday, you, if you take a break that first time back, you normally play better than you expect. <laughs> the next time things fall apart. If you take a long break the first time back, you're like, hey, you know, I didn't miss a beat. Then you go back that next time, the next week after taking a month off, oh. that second round, that's when things just go. Like, why did I, now I remember why I stopped. Exactly. VTO, though, it's going to be a great event. Great time. Uh, it's a good time to be a San Antonian. Partake, my friends. Be a San Antonian. Step out of the house. Go get, a, go get something on a stick. Go watch a professional golfer. Come home with some confetti in your hair and some dirt on your shoes. Spend some time outdoors. It's been a long time. We're finally out and about. There's a party going on. And remember, it's been a while since we've been around people. Be nice. It's crowded. We know. Rob is worried. I am. I'm very concerned. He's sending out these PSAs for the last two days. He's worried. He should. Remember when we first got back on airplanes? They took away our booze. It's just oh, we don't right. we, we forgot how we to get along right. with others. So now we're gonna add in, we're adding booze into this mix and no masks. Let's let's tomorrow, so we'll think about it while we're out the Valero, think about it overnight. Let's come up with our do's and don'ts. At the at the VTO for free, for Fiesta. Oh, do's and don'ts for the Fiesta. I have plenty of those. Oh, uh, we got do's and don'ts, do's and don'ts tomorrow. We got that. First do is go find yourself some chili boots. <laughs> what are wait? What's a chili boot? You don't have you don't have a chili boot? What's that? Like a boot you don't care about? Yeah. Oh, okay. That you, you to, did your mind getting stepped you on? Don't mind splatter? getting a, a variety of things on. Okay. You got to have your chili boots for fiesta. Something that's acceptable that, that you can take out in public, but eh, you're not really want to leave in the car or the house. It's gonna smell a little uh, when you're done. My one don't, and we'll get more into it tomorrow, is nobody cares how many beers you've had. Throw your cups away. I hate stack cup guy. Rudy. I don't hate him. But it bothers me. But You're showing Do you off. save those cups, though? No. My wife will kill me. She doesn't want any more plastic cups. Oh, but you have plastic cups. If you have, have plastic enough. cups. I have enough plastic cups. Okay. But, like, the dude that's walking around with 10 cups stacked up, okay, we get it. Throw your cups away, bro. <laughs> kind of an invitation to be pulled over. <laughs> that, You're walking to your car with 19 like, cups. No, no one cares. Like, we're all, we're all, we're all on, on one. But now, Worst Fest. 
Well, I'll, I'll have a pitcher at Worst Fest. Yeah, you see those guys pitchers. walking no, with like nine pitchers that, on their the belt. Thing. All on their belt. My, yeah, oh, my wife won't allow any more pitchers. We, we use those for Kool-Aid. Well, Crystal Light. We don't drink Kool-Aid anymore. That's, that's old school. We do Crystal Light. We're not pouring seven pounds of sugar and Kool-Aid anymore in 2022. When we didn't know it was cool, now that we know that I could, I could end up having to, you know, get diabetes, we're not doing. I am a proud cup carrier. Oh my god! I gosh. am. I my like my partner cups. is a cup carrier. Well, I keep my cups. Well, you fine. can't okay. have enough okay. of those. Time out. Three. I'll give you four. Once you get past four, bro, throw some of those away. But I'll I give need you the a cups. Four, a four? No, you, Rob. I will. Rob, I will inbox Kelly right now and ask her if y'all need any more cups. I bet you she would tell you well, you're crazy. Uh, if I ask Kelly, I don't want to ask you. I want to ask your wife. I, I guess I should restate that. <laughs> I don't need, I want more cups. Uh, you got a four-cup minimum, people. <laughs> After four, start throwing them away. That's my one don't. But they're smaller now. Remember when they were? they used to be real cups. Now they're kind of like glorified shot glasses. So does that mean I can carry more? Or is it just four? They enough? have gotten smaller. They have. It's. It is. I, they might. I think they even told us they they were going smaller, but they don't want us. If I'd known the last Fiesta way back yonder, back in 2019, that I wasn't going to get one for a couple of years, years kept I would have kept more cups. That's the other thing. I've used some of those in the last several years. I Fair. need to replenish. See, my wife hates them because I will give them to guests. And she will stare me oh, down. Like, the good she stuff. Will, she will look at me. I, I give her. If I give a guest a plastic cup, she's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "We have glasses." That's and then she she looks at the guest and she's like, "Yo, I'm sorry. Let me get you a real glass." Like she hates when I give company plastic cups. She hates it. She's like, "It's so ghetto," you know. She. I'm like, "It's Melvin. Who cares?" He's lucky I'm giving him anything. Exactly. <laughs> Yesterday, he drank out of the hose. I'm being yeah. nice. Yeah. Like, he's a savage. He don't deserve a good glass. I don't know where his lips been. So, I go to your house. I ain't getting Kool-Aid. You're not getting Kool-Aid, and my wife... And will, I'm getting Crystallite and, and a like a tumbler, like a highball? You're getting it. Is that how a, you guys live? I don't care what it is I give you. If I give it to you in a plastic cup, I'm, I'm on the couch. Especially you. She'll be like... I have my own cup that you're no one can it's use. Mine. It's my cup. I respect that. That's the man, and you have your own seat too, right? I got my own seat. Well, I think I think one of your Captain's sons takes chair. over it sometimes. Yes, I do get home, and that's another story. But I, I'd like to think I have my, but I do have my own cup. Don't well, touch my cup. Is it a tumbler? Cup. Is it a Yeti? What is it? It's a well, no, it's just a big plastic cup. What is it? Green, orange? Does it say it's something on it? No, it's just a big plastic cup. That is mine, and don't touch it. He's so serious. <laughs> it's true. I've had the same cup for a long time. I'm not like the Duck Dynasty dudes, but I, I have my own cup. Wow. I don't have my own cup. Well, I have really? my own glass. Don't touch my cigar glass, but no one would use a cigar glass. Then if you don't smoke cigars, why would you take my cigar glass? We all aspire to greatness, yeah. much like Taysom Hill. Poor I wanted to talk about that. Uh, brand new coach, brand new position. Let's talk about Andy Dalton's arrival in New Orleans. And what the hell does that mean to Taysom Hill? We'll put a bow in the show. We thank you so much for being with us today. This is R&R in the morning. we got more to give you, so don't go nowhere here on San Antonio Sports Star. You spin AM 1250 and 103.3.
FM. This is Jason Minnick. You're listening to San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's R&R. Here on the Star, he's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Yep, yep. Mike Amanda's be sitting here at noon. He'll have tickets to give away today. He likes that. So get your calls ready. He'll have Valero Texas Open tickets. I believe he'll have some Daughtry tickets. Diva. He is a bit of a diva. So, <laughs> New Orleans has themselves a new head coach, at least a temporary kind of new head coach. You know, they're trying to get themselves back in the playoffs. They held on to Jameis Winston. They announced this week that they've got themselves a uh, another backup quarterback. Andy Dalton is headed to New Orleans, and that leaves... Taysom Hill in an interesting situation. That was just, what, two years ago that Sean Payton told us, this guy's going to be my starting quarterback. Didn't you tell us that? Well, Sean can do it. Yeah. Dennis Allen can't. Evidently not. Uh, Taysom Hill, after the uh, was, it was announced that after D- Dalton was signed, will be uh, re, uh, refocusing his football efforts at tight end from here on out. And he said, you know what? I'll gladly do it. Props yeah. to him for that. Because a lot of QBs, they, a lot of guys that play the quarterback position, like, no, I'm a quarterback. I will not do it. Trade me. So props to him for that. The thing is, he was never a quarterback. <laughs> Damn. I think, we, I think we can all agree that it was. I, I, no, I, I'm not trying to disparage Taysom Hill. He's a hell of an athlete. Athlete. That's the, the fact key that word. he was capable of doing what he did, I think, is remarkable. But all of us listened to Sean Payton, and some of us ate it. This guy's going to can play. This guy's going to be a quarterback. Now, I was I saw that he was transitioning to tight end, so and I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be good. What? Uh, the guy's an athlete. Just because you're named a tight end doesn't mean you're doing tight end things. That means you're just going to be on the, as an H back. Remember, remember this guy that played for the uh, Titans, Bukowski, whatever his name was, hell of an H back. I forget his name. Um, I think Taysom Hill's a weapon, but he was That's never it. a quarterback. I went and checked what tight ends get paid. Um, Kelsey Kittle, those guys get 15 Taysom Hill getting paid a little over 10. I think it worked out quite well. Man, it's about, it's about keeping a check. That's what people, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't care where you put me coach. I'm going to keep getting this 10 million. It's generational wealth. I'm trying to create here. Keep getting your check. Taysom smile and move the tight end my man one of the things i saw interesting as i was going down the list of paid tight ends is the patriots mm-hmm. have two tight ends that they're paying the same hunter henry and johnu smith both get 12 and a half the, the idea of the double tight end well belichick has always been a fan of the double tight end and think about the success that we have seen i think so we He's look at next chasing her dandes gronk and that ain't happening well I, there, there's something to be said for that to chase it but i do think that the 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 double tight end set is the new the new fashion thing now. Okay. That's the thing that's actually kind of changing. We'll see if that actually works for the Cowboys, as we heard, Stephen. Maybe a tight end might be in the offing when the draft comes around the corner. Hey, uh, make sure you're hanging around for halftime. Uh, we got lots of gifts to be given, so you need to be hanging around for that. The Blitz will be live at 4 o'clock uh, today. Uh, there's, there's a huge announcement coming from John McClain tomorrow. Uh-oh. Really? John McClain fans pay very close attention to his feed and listen to him tomorrow on The Blitz. Uh, John McClain is going to make some news. Didn't know that. Yeah. I'll be um, tuned in. Um, 
Got a big fight on Saturday. Ryan Garcia, a week from Saturday on the yeah, 9th. Go Saturday. get your tickets. We're going to have all of our star crew out there. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. We started late, but we finished fast. This is R&R. We're going to check the tape. We're going to practice real hard. We'll come back tomorrow. Thanks for hanging around with us. Halftime at noon. Let's pay attention to the D.